Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Together by 
Freddie Haler and the album Song of Angels. Now, I want to get uh, permission to play more of that music, but until I do, I'm not going. <laughs> but I'll tell you what you can get to see, and that's uh, iTunes. It's called Song of Angels 1 and 2. Praise the Lord for Freddie Hay. Beautiful, beautiful music. It's one of my uh, favorite CDs right now. And, man, I just didn't know if we were going to be able to do a show tonight or not. The Skype connection just so bad over here. Uh, as many of you know, I'm south of the border. I'm on a shared Internet connection. It's kind of hit or miss. It seems that the later in the night, the worse it is. So I thought maybe we try a 7 p.m., one-hour pre-show before we have John Gogan. He'll be on tonight at 8. Of course, when these guys come on, then it's not a problem. What happens is they're piped right into the switchboard, and you'll be able to hear them crystal clear. It's just when I attempt to do this, then um, really it's just dependent on the uh, the bandwidth that I've got at the, the moment when I'm mobile like I am tonight. But praise God, uh, we're going to get through it. So yes, uh, if you would like to call in, I've got open lines, 917-889-2745. Again, 917-889-2745. And uh, we'll take some calls tonight. Well, praise the Lord. Um, shout out to everybody out there. Natalie, Miss Terry, Miss Tucker, Jotam. Jotam, no, I won't say Jotamo, but that's uh, that's Spanish for I love you. I forgot my French, folks. I took three years in high school. Went and used it one time in Haiti. Spoke a little bit of French down there to some of the people that uh, spoke French in a combination of Creole, and that was about the last time that I ever spoke French. It wasn't long before I learned some Spanish, and the rest is history. All the French went out the window. That may be Bridget over there in Paris, who's speaking French. Brother Louis, Daniel, Defender Radio, Divine Vine, Elijah Fire. Now, you know, if I was back uh, in the States, in the Red Room, as I call it, we would have a perfect signal tonight. I'd be going through the uh, mixing board, Mon Chari. But um, many of you have never seen the Red Room, except maybe from an occasional video. But it's I've got this small office, and I painted all the walls fire engine red, literally. And the ceiling is like jet black. What a combination. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to experiment a little bit. Why just white on white? I get bored of just white on white. Don't you? Taking a sip of the uh, Omega Man coffee. I tell you what I'm going to do. Let me try to load up another song, and then I'm going to try my Skype again and see if we get a better connection. So I want you to uh, stand by, and we're going to uh, try to crank this up again.
right to speak their piece. Soldier who salutes the flag, dignity he served the flag. When he died, lies with the flag that lets. Let's try that again. How about now? What I've done is I've just uh, hung up the connection and I've called back in. Let me know how this is going through. Man, I'll tell you, I almost want to go back home. I'm trying to spend a little bit of time with my wife, do the program in the evenings, and um, get refocused. But I'll tell you, this is a real stumbling block when you know you can't even do the program because the Skype sucks so bad. God have mercy. Well, uh, at any rate, we're going to open up the lines tonight. Uh, we've had some pretty amazing things happen when we open up the lines on Omega Mary. Some pretty amazing things that we have seen God do. We have seen him set the captives free. If uh, you missed last night's show, we had a call in the third hour. They called in, had been uh, a lesbian for years, was set free, Jesus Christ, and then called in, and we prayed with her, and demons were just manifesting live over the air. That shows you the power of Jesus Christ. Who is the deliverer? He's the one who sets men and women free. You know, she, she left, and... Um, got a lot of deliverance. I just praise God for what he did last night. We give the Lord Jesus Christ the praise. So, you know, it, it's things like that that um, give fuel to continue on. You know, we have our challenges like everybody else. And, you know, you wake up sometime, you say, if I miss God, am I really where God wants me to be? If what, am I making any impact in the end? You're on a little small blog talk network. I thank God all of you faithful lizards. You make it worthwhile. And you say, you know, well, we've got, what kind of reach do we have? Well, we've had a quarter of a million downloads since last year. That's not bad. But, um, you know, it's not a, a show where we have a million listeners live. And you say, well, God, how are we going to be able to make an impact yet? And, you know, I don't know. God knows all about it. But what I have heard over and over again is that God will send the people. You don't have to go looking. He will send the people. You don't have to put up a sign and run ads in the newspaper. You know, God will put in touch of you, in touch with you, whom He wants you to minister to. And I'm talking to you too out there, folks. Every one of you have been called to cast out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. Do I hear an amen? You know, it's the first sign over Mark 16, I believe it is. The first sign that shall follow them that believe but cast out demons in my name. So, we've been called to do it, and, uh, you know, heck, the best place to start is in your own family. I'm working with my own wife to that uh, end. And, you know, uh, I'm talking to Pastor Charlie Costello today, and I said, brother, I just can't get my wife to manifest. I don't know what's wrong. I prayed for her down here on the last trip. I came down here with the intention of seeing her set free of some things. Didn't even manifest. She would just go immediately to sleep. I said, what's going on here? I come down here this time, and boom, same problem. Start to pray. Goes to sleep, plays possum. And um, he told me something. He said, does the head ring on? I said, uh-oh, <laughs> no. Probably not a bad idea. Folks, uh, demons have manifested when the women of God have put head rings on. When they pray, okay, when you pray. I'm not saying you've got to be a... You know, you got to go into a full body scarf for hours. They know that's not what the words. You know, it's when you pray. 
it's a head covering for a lady. Uh, you know, the angels are looking down, and that's the power on the head. So put a scarf on. It'll make a difference. Some tough demons um, manifested when the Lord put a scarf on her head, and the demon said, no, take that off. What are you doing? Stop. Brother Worley wrote about it. Uh, I keep hearing these people testify to this. I said, wow. Well, maybe we need to try it. So I'm going to get my wife to, uh, I don't have a scarf, I guess. She, you can put a bath towel on. <laughs> I'm going to have her put her on her head, and we're going to try it again. And to see if we get anywhere, I'll, I'll report back to you. I'll be the first one to give you a, a testimony about it. But, you know, hey, the Word either says what it it says or it doesn't. And uh, that's what the Word said over in Paul. Put a head covering on. Well, praise the Lord. Hey, I say praise God. If if you got to put a scarf on and get some victory, well, then praise Jesus. Put it on, get the, get the deliverance you need, and then you take it off afterwards. Praise God after praying. Well, um... Uh, there's a lot of things we're learning. And, you know, the way we learn these things is through interrogation. I was praying with a brother the other day, and a demon said, I said, how did you come in, demon? I came in because he kissed a woman. I said, come on, don't lie to me, demon. He says, you fool. Don't you know we can bend through any orifice? I said, what? He says, yes, we can come into the breathing canal. I said, you've got to be kidding me. I talked to a, a sister last night. She was witnessing to me. She does deliverance. And she says, absolutely, demon came in when two people kissed. Talked to a brother today. He says, brother, I did deliverance on a young man who's never had sex. He's virgin. And what is he doing? He's waiting. He's engaged to a virgin lady. They're doing it the right way. They, they've uh, withstood the lust of the flesh. And um, they're not going to consummate until they get married. Well, I say praise the Lord for them. But he, he was heavily demonized, recently had to get some prayer. And uh, you know what happened is, uh, as we found out, one of the ways they came in is, yes, you have girlfriends. That's natural, right? You can have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Well, did you know that when you kiss somebody, you build a soul tie with them? You know, you have some sexual stimulation happening, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> and uh I mean let's just be let's just call it like it is, folks. I don't need punches. Uh a man would have an erect kissing a woman sexually, okay? And that's all they did. They did they just kissed. Next thing you know, he built a soul type demon came running through the breathing car. Amazing. I didn't know that. Just learned something new. You gotta be very careful. Then he you know, he I see how a lot of girls kissed a lot. Happened? Got on the demons. Did you know that you can demonic spirits blood transfusions? Now, folks, it's true. It's what Wynn Worley said. He wrote in, I think, uh, book number one or book number two, you know, Battling the Host of Hell, or number two is Conquering the Host of Hell. You know, it says that life is in the blood. You've got to be careful. What did Jesus say? Back to the point. Uh, look upon a woman with lust in your eyes, and you've committed adultery. Have you ever seen some of these other guys that are very heavily demonized, and they just got this lustful look, and they just stare? Just look, you know, they're basically under a woman with their eyes. They've committed adultery heart. They filed away a bunch of brain nuggets <laughs> in their brain. 
Masturbation is the same thing. You actually conjure up an image in your mind, okay? And during that act, what conjure isn't that an interesting word? You know, we have to be on guard. Okay, these are all potential gateways that demons can come in. I'm just telling you straight up. Just telling you. Somebody's got to tell you the truth. Ah, oh, don't talk about that. Well, aren't you glad I warned you? <laughs> I want to think twice about letting your daughters or your sons go out here and, you know, just let them kiss. Oh, that's all they're doing. They're getting demons as a result. Very possibly. It's a very, it's a very real danger. So we've got to be on guard. And uh, that's why in the shape we are. No one wants the truth out there. But, uh, you know, soul ties are real. You can build uh, soul ties, apparently, with even inanimate objects that you start to worship too much. I've heard of people that soul ties with their automobiles. You know, they were out there just waxing it like every day and treated up their woman. Even gave it a name. Called it a called it a lady's name, like Loretta. <laughs> and that Nicholas Cage movie. Hey, you know what? Why did leave it out, right? So, praise the Lord. I just thank God for this opportunity, and uh, yeah, we're going to open up the lines. If you need prayer, you want to you want to talk, you want to make a cut. Um, the lines are open. Until I call, I'm going to go to the Word right now. If you've got your swords, just turn with me over to Luke chapter six. I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter six. Jesus is speaking. Start over in verse 27. And by the way, give me another sound check out there, folks. I'm total, totally flying blind tonight. But I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, do to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto them that smiteth thee on one cheek, offer also the other. And he that taketh away thy cloak, Forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have you? For sinners also love those that love them. If ye do good to them, do good to you, what thank have you? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners, receive as much again. Love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful, and to the evil. Be therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Given, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and taken together, and running over. Shall man give into your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Now that's some of the words of the Lord Jesus Christ over there in Luke chapter 6. And uh, I praise God that we have the Word of God in our hands, because it wasn't always that way. It wasn't long ago that 
to hear the word of God, you had to go to the synagogue or you had to go to the Catholic church and the priest would read it or the rabbi would read the scroll if you were Jewish. And, you know, even at that, um, you know, they didn't want the, the regular man to have the word of God in his hand because there's power. And Satan knew if he could keep it out of our hands, he could keep us in the dark. Praise God. Those gave their life to bring us the King James Bible back around 1611. And those for them that uh, paved the way for the printing press. And we, you know, I'm not a historian, but many people gave their lives so we could have the Word of God today and be able to read the words of Jesus. But those are some powerful words there. We need to be very careful what we speak out of our mouth. There are people out there that are cursing others, even in the body of Christ. One Christian cursing another. And you know, folks, if you know how to do spiritual warfare and you're breaking curses and sending them back to a demonic center, you're going to be in some real trouble. If they're out just not in control of their tongue. You know, the, the tongue is a, a tiny memory and it can kindle a fire. I gave a word of encouragement to a brother even just today. I said, be very careful what you speak, who you speak against. You know, we've went down that road. And at the end of the day, yes, there's a lot of apostasy out there. But what's the best way to expose apostasy? Show them the authentic. In other words, show people signs and wonders that will follow you if you're doing the work of the Lord. Cast out devils. Lay hands on the sick. They'll recover. Raise the dead. Then people look at you and your ministry and say, wow. Something right going on there. Where I'm going, I don't see any of that. I think I, I might need to get out of the uh, the tents and I'm watching every Sunday. And I'm sitting with my money. Because I don't see anything over there. You know what I mean? If you want to prophetize Jews and win them, start laying hands on the sick and pull people out of wheelchairs. Doctors have done to walk again. That can happen by the power of God. In Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and the anointing, in many cases, only comes through fasting. And I'm hearing this almost every other day by someone. We've got to fast. You know, and I'm fasting. Just be straight up with you. But I've got, I'm going to have to do it. And um, talking to Charlie Costello today, Benjamin Brooke the other day, talked to a sister yesterday, Sister Haler. You know, fasting is powerful. And uh, you know, we can see that anointing. We can see these miracles, and it may require us to do some fasting to get there. But, you know, as I, back to the point I was making, you know, this brother was, you know, just out there, angry everybody. I said, you know what? Just concentrate on Jesus. Let God sort the rest out. If you're doing the work of the Lord, people see it, and these others will be exposed for what for what they're not doing. Do I hear an amen out there? Well, we got to be very careful because, you see, I don't know who curses me. I know I have witches and warlocks that don't like this program and covens that will pop in and out from time to time. And, you know, they'll be sending death curses and loosing, loosing demons to attack and kill me and building effigies. And so what do I do? What I do is uh, I just break and cut all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells, hoodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, effigies, 
all psychic prayers, any type of witchcraft curse. I just break and cut it off of me every day and send it back to the original demonic sender sevenfold. Now, if happens to be a, a Christian who sent that word curse out because they were in sin and weren't guarding their tongue and they were out there with runaway mouth engaged in runaway conversation, they're going to be in trouble. Because what will happen is that uh, will go right back on their head to the demon that was working to them. The demon isn't going to sit there and take it. It's going to go wild. And people died that way. We've got to be very careful who curse. Uh, we've got to be very careful. We say, you know, if we can't speak good, we just need to keep our mouth shut. I mean, we've all felt very. I know that I have. I'm asking the Lord to me. Guard my tongue. Guard my heart. But we bless those that curse us. Now, returning an uh, attack to the original demonic center is not cursing them. I'm just saying, hey, I don't want to accept the gift that you were giving me. Take it back. I don't have to take your curse. I send it back to you. But then you also ask God to bless people, and you don't want anybody to die. You ask God to save the soul, and that, that's what we want to see happen. We, want, we don't want to see anybody go to hell. But, you know, uh, it talks about uh, blessing those that curse. Pray for them which despitefully use you. You know, prayer changes things. We've got to pray for people. Ask God to the skills off of them. Show them the truth, that they'll not be deceived. If someone is in, help them. You know, if we've got two coats, give one away. Got a double portion of food. You eat, give some to somebody who doesn't have food. That's what God called us to do, and that's why he wants to bless anybody so that we'll be able to abound to every good work. That's the whole point. It's not to build a barn and store it up for ourselves. Because at that point in time, we're relying on the arm of the flesh. We're saying, you know, I can do it without you. And if you don't come through, I'm going to have it for a rainy day. Again, hear me on this. We've been called to minister. We're all going to die. The word's pretty clear. So we're pointing to every man a day to die and then come to judgment. What are we going to do while we live is the question. There are people out there dying now that have no food. They're sleeping under a bridge. This time of year, it's cold in many areas. We've got to help people. We've got to do what we can. We've got to love realize that if it weren't for God, we'd be there. Now, in terms of fasting, I'm not here to convict anybody. I'm really here to say that it's between you and the Lord. How do you fast or the amount of time? Now, when I heard about a three-day fast, I kind of cringe. I said, wow, I don't know if I could go do that again. I have done it one time in my life, and I breakthrough that I needed I wouldn't even plan on fasting. Never fasted before. I had a situation involving my son, and I needed a miracle. And I, oh, I, I, I don't know. It just happened. I just fasted for three days, had a breakthrough, the victory, and I got very nauseous because I wasn't drinking liquid. So you definitely won't drink a lot of liquid. But I was talking to Brother Costello today, and he said, you know, <clears throat> we do a corporate body fast, and we'll fast sometimes three times a week. I said, really. How do you do it? And he says, we fast breakfast and lunch. In other words, like tonight I'll have dinner, and then I won't eat anything until dinner time tomorrow. So I go 24 hours without eating again. Then I'll skip a day, go back normal, and do it again. Whoa, I said. And they're seeing major breakthroughs. They're seeing demonic spirits that have been in people for 20 years come up that couldn't come out otherwise. So maybe for health reasons you can't fast 
you know, like a Benjamin Brute fast and just go on liquids. Maybe you can fast still. Maybe try that. Maybe you can do a Daniel's fast. So you eat, but you just don't eat meat. Just vegetables, lentils. What's wrong with that? We've got a crucified belly, though, as many of us have our belly as our God. And it cries out to be worshipped times a day. That's been my case. I'll speak for myself here. So it's just something to think about. You know, if we're not getting the breakthroughs we've been looking for, then we need to ask the question, is there something missing that I'm not doing? Uh, Is it because I haven't fasted? Is it because I only read the Word maybe once a week, yet I'll worship the TV for three hours a day? Think about it. It's because you don't tithe. If we rob God, God will not rebuke the hour. And I'm going to tell you where you're supposed to tithe. That's between you and the Lord. Got my own concepts about it. But, uh, hey, we need everything working for us that we can. Maybe you're a woman and you've never thought about what the Word said over there in Paul about putting a head covering on when you pray. I just thought it was kind of old-fashioned, you know. And just thought, it, you know, it's not for today. You know what, folks? The, the Word is for today. We can accept it. Or throughout to our own our own instrument, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Try it. I'm going to try it with my wife. I'm going to have her put on a headscarf. We're going to pray. Because I'm coming up against example after example where the demons hate it. They want us to rebel against the word of God. Call me old-fashioned? Well, I don't know what to say to you, but that's what the word of God says. Take it up with Paul. He wrote most of the New Testament. <laughs> maybe it's our music that we're listening to. Maybe... maybe um, Maybe we've got idols in our life, and God's not happy. Maybe we're spending too much time watching TV. I don't know. Maybe we've got bitterness and unforgiveness, and God's not going to deliver us of anything until we forgive. Jesus says, unless you forgive, if you don't forgive, neither will my Father in heaven forgive you. Paraphrased. I mean, it could be a whole host of things. I will take much, though, that until you get uh, to the point where you get desperate and are willing to make a change, and you hate the demons that are tormenting you. And you get sick and tired of it. And you say, I will do whatever it takes. You just may get the deliverance you're looking for. None of us will. We've got to be desperate. The desperate delivered. You've got to hate these foul spirits. You've got to be willing to repent. You've got to be willing to be honest. With what may have opened the door. And ask God to forgive you. If you've got unrepentant sin. Why is the Lord going to deliver you? And you've got to believe that deliverance is real. Jesus Christ can set you free. Uh, I've got a question here in the chat room, and it's asked, what do I believe about one preachers? Um, I believe that everybody's been called to cast out demons, preach the gospel, and lay hands on the sick that they shall recover. But I do not believe that a woman should pastor. I don't believe God called the, the women folk to pastor. There's some responsibility there that they weren't built to have to shoulder. That's for the men of God. Can a woman can a woman do deliverance? Teach other women? Preach gospel? Write books? Lay hands on the sick? The dead? Cast out devils? Amen. There's no prerequisite for casting out devils other than you need to be a believer in Jesus. We've all been called to 
to, to pray tongues, to lay hands on the sick, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons. But when it comes to uh, pastoring a church, folks, that's wrong. And I grew up in a church where, I'll be honest with you, my, uh, I had a grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side, and my grandfather died at 58, and my grandmother took over as pastor. That was wrong. She shouldn't have been pastor. The problem, take it up with Paul. He had more of a revelation than most of us do. He knew Jesus Christ intimately. I'm just telling you the truth. You ask me, so what do you want me to do, lie to you? I can't play politics anymore. We've got to speak the truth, and we cannot compromise. If I have angered you, then take it up with the Lord. Pray for me. Ask him to show you what the truth is. But what we do is we take the word of God and say, well, you know what, that was just then. The, the word of God is outdated. We need to modernize it. And that's what the American church has done. They have thrown out the word of God. They said that's not effective anymore. Welcome in the youth in the Word of God in Jesus Christ and telling people that they're going to go to hell if they don't repent and casting out devils. We've got to have yoga in the church. We've got to have ballroom dancing. We've got to have a mini Starbucks in the auditorium. We've got the fold-up seats with cup holders. We've got to say, come on in, come in short. If it means shorts and flip-flops, there's no respect for the house of God more and the Word of God. Do I hear an amen out there? That's why people are dying and going to hell. Because don't do what the Word of God says. And if any another doctrine, let them be cursed, the Apostle Paul said. We need to get in and rightly divide the Word of Truth. If it says it, we need to do it. Let me start preaching now. <laughs> I've only got 15 minutes before we get uh, Pastor John on the phone. But um, you know what? Hey, it's it's not uh, it's not women's it's not a uh, it's not an attack against the, the the woman of God. I know women of God that put the rest of us to shame. Prayer warriors, casting out devils, powerful deliverance ministry. Again, I just don't believe that uh, should be pastoring a church. It's not what God called them to do. Um, it's not old fashioned; just word of God. What can I say? But uh, I love the. The, the women ministers out there, some missionaries. I talked to a lady yesterday. Got a great, great ministry God's called her into. Her and her husband, the Halers, Ann and Fred Haler. They're preaching the gospel in song, casting out devils. They speak in tongues. They have a ministry, an anointing for laying hands on the sick and seeing healed and people into the gifts of the Spirit. That's all I'll say that. I've made myself uh, pretty clear. We're not going to do everything. Work at his own salvation with fear and trick. I have to give an accounting to God myself, just like you have to give an accounting to God yourself. <laughs> I've never heard about fasting sex, but I just see that out in the chat room. Interesting. Well, I think it was meant for food, but <laughs> I don't. Well, praise God. And uh, if you'd like to call in, you need prayer tonight. Well, we've got the lines open. Let's see. We may have a caller here. Caller 85 code. How are you tonight? 
We might have a caller. Caller 815 code. You're on the air. Hello? Hey there. How are you tonight there? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? I I was just actually listening. <laughs> I know you were, but I couldn't uh, hesitate. I I I I had to uh, when I saw you calling. How you doing, my friend? I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. God bless. You. I'm good. Are you uh, in the states or are you? No, I'm uh, I'm still down here in Costa Rica, and um, just trying to do the work of the Lord on my top. Trying to do some ministry with my wife and uh, get my head clear. I can't seem to concentrate back home. The thing is going on, so you know. I just decided to sit still here. Look, I haven't even been out of this small apartment in seven days. That's the truth. I haven't even left the apartment in seven days. Wow. I've just been sequestered at the computer, uh, asking God for direction and trying to get some some tasks that have been put on the paper for a long time completed, you know? Yeah, yeah. And hey, I want to uh, I want to thank you for turning me up to uh, Pastor Charlie Costello. What a great man of God! Ain't hey, not a problem, brother. I got to meet him at the uh, the conference, and uh, it was a fine appointment that, that the Lord used you to set up. And I pray God for you, my brother. Awesome. God is all about uh, about the, the appointments out there. Yes, He is. I'm glad that you guys were, you know, able to work together and you know, things were able to, ha- you know, happen and, you know, God got now, the glory. And... Mike, I owe you a copy of Conquering the Host of Hell. I went to the Hegwish Conference and had had an order in of uh, 10, and all I was given was one. So when I get back, I'll get that book to you as promised. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. That's a hard one to find but uh, it is coming back. I need to feel my son right now. (laughs) I'll say God bless you, and thanks for tuning in, brother. I'll be uh, back on listening in the background. Thank you, brother. It's my buddy Mike. God bless Mike. Um, He's a brother in the law school teacher, loves the Lord, and uh, it was actually him that introduced me to Pastor Charlie Costello. So God used him in a mighty way. And, uh, yes, if you need prayer tonight, uh, we're going to open up the telephone lines and pray. That's what we're here for. We're here to, to serve you. Got a question, comment, um, testimony, I'd love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yes, well, you know, it's kind of a hit or miss when we do these programs uh, while I'm on the road. Don't know if they're going to come in great or not. I guess I could... Um, just remain silent in the background or take a chance. That's what we did. We decided to take a chance tonight and see if this connection would be uh, any better tonight. Unfortunately, the Skype connection is weak. I'm on a shared community. I have no idea. There could be 10 people using this um, one connection. So, well, praise God. I will say, though, something interesting. Even a crappy Skype connection... When you're on the phone with the demon, the demon has, well, you have 20-20 vision. What is it in hearing? I don't know. It has perfect hearing. 
the demon understands and comes out in the name of Jesus. That's amazing, isn't it? It's a supernatural thing going on. Give the Lord Jesus the praise and the outport. Well, in about uh, seven minutes, we're going to be starting up our regular program. And tonight we're going to have John Gogan on. Coming on, we're going to be opening up the lines, uh, doing some prayer, see if the thing situation improves any. Wednesday night is uh, James Mobley. Thursday, we're going to have John Kyle. Friday, Michael Thier, pastor of Hegel's Church. Saturday, Benjamin Brook, and then also Charles Stello. And we're talking about doing a a new show Sunday night, just take testimony. And then take some more calls for deliverance. I have a host of people in my notebook that I need to call and set uh, interviews up with. Bring some new people on, too. So as I mentioned, uh, we are ramping up to do two shows a day. I've already started the channel. It's called Omega Man Radio 2, the letter 2, number 2. And basically, um, that's how it works. Phone card. That's a good good idea, phone card. Now, the unfortunate part is I don't know that the telecommunications have been deregulated down here. It's probably still a dollar a minute. You know, this place is so bound with red tape and under-the-table deal. It's very hard for the free market to break into Costa Rica. They're trying to break it up, but it's not like Panama or Colombia, where, um, you know, you get a prepaid cell phone down there and high-speed Internet, the top of that. Down here, they're still trying to milk you for everything that they can. Oh, well, we'll endure. Maybe we'll even have to do an earlier show sometimes. Or I could just do a pre-recorded show, but then that wouldn't be any fun. We couldn't take your calls. Something like the sound of a demon screaming. As it's coming out, it's going to Tartarus, in Jesus' name. Do I hear an amen on that? <laughs> well, again, it's a, it's an honor and a pleasure to be with you every night. Uh, I enjoy doing this program. Uh, I enjoy being involved in the deliverance ministry. And we're going to set up a new thing. Basically, if you have a Skype connection and you want us to call and do deliverance with you over the phone on Skype, I can get a couple of brothers to agree with me. We'll call, do a conference call to you. It doesn't have to be over the air. We can uh, do it Skype to Skype. That's all you need. And um, cast the name out right over the Skype phone. If you have video, it would be fun. Then we can actually see what we're, what's we're going on, and uh, it makes it really interesting when you've got the video complement going on there because uh, then you, you can see the person, they can see you, and the demon can manifest, and you can have some cues that maybe you don't have when you're just doing video. So... Yeah, I know. There is a problem with my uh, volume. Uh, I don't know. I just have a tendency to speak loud. Maybe I need to uh, just relax and I just need to talk a lot uh, slower and softer tone. I don't know. (laughs) You never know what might happen when you're doing a video conference. There's a pretty cool piece of software that's called... um, VODBurner, V-O-D burner, and it will record both sides of a Skype connection. That's kind of cool. 
also Podburner. And uh, <laughs> Brother Louie, you you crack me up, man. Uh, the Podburner will record both sides of the of the audio transmission, which is kind of cool. Vodburner and Podburner. Cool, huh? So there's a lot of neat things you can do. Not to mention, you don't have the long-distance chart that you do when you're going Skype to Skype. Um, now, yes, I have heard of Ustream and Livestream. In fact, I have a Ustream um, account and Livestream, for that fact. And I started to embed that into the browser, but then I just, uh, what am I going to do with this? I'm just going to show you my picture as I'm talking over a headset. kind of boring. So that's perfect if you want to like put it in a deliverance service or you know, when you have a meeting and things like that. But I don't know what to use it for if it's just me and that's all that's being seen. That's kind of boring. And I'm not the most handsome guy anywhere. I need to lose 50 pounds first. Dye my hair blonde, I guess. I'm turned gray again. But uh, now, if I could, we could work something out where I see and you could see me. Now that would be cool. We could take calls and you could see the video. And then if someone starts to manifest, it'll get real fun, it's exciting, and, you know, I say praise God. You know what, though? The, the beautiful part is, is being delivered. It's not a show. It's not a carnival show. It's about the power of Jesus Christ, and we don't have to be ashamed. We need to be pleasing God that we can get delivered, because to be delivered means something has just left you, which has been tormenting you. Which has been causing you to be unable to be unable to sleep. You know, pray God for the deliverance ministry. Thank God that we can uh, have a restful night's sleep. I, I've talked to people that, until they deliverance, they haven't slept in years without being attacked at night. I say, wow. What would you not give for a good night's rest when it's been a miss for years? You know, or you've got these voices echoing in your brain. And you just can't silence him. We had an alert come in the last 24 hours. Young man, he left a note and said, I'm going to commit suicide. God have mercy. That was a demonic spirit. Well, God intervened. But folks, demons mean business. And they, they play for keep. We cannot take it lightly. We need to root them out as early on as we can because they're what I call sleeper cells. They're embedded in many of us and they're waiting for the most inopportune time for you and I, <laughs> but from opportunity, and then they manifest an attack, or they'll attack in your loved one, and they'll try to take you out. You know, they'll kill you if they if they could they can. So we've got to cast these demons out, and we we got to mean business, and the desperate get deliverance. So, um, I was coming and gone, and I say, wow. Now we're at uh, the 8 o'clock hour, and we're going to take a break and then uh, start our show. We're going to have Pastor John Gogan on tonight of Agape Bible Fellowship with agapebible.org. His email is pjservant at aol.com. We're going to have him on in just a moment. We're going to go to a short break, and then we're going to be back with the second hour of Omega Man Radio. God bless everybody for tuning in, and it's not too late to tell a friend. All right, welcome back to the second hour of Omega Man Radio. We've got special guest, Pastor John Pope of Agape Bible Fellowship. Let me get Pastor John on the line. John, how are you tonight? 
Brother, I am. Uh, I, I like to answer my common answer to that question is uh, uh, better than I deserve. <laughs> Praise God! Yes, yeah. indeed. God is good, though. We 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 don't deserve the the good things that He gives us, but He's a good Father, isn't He? Brother, I uh, if it wasn't for Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm, now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Uh, I, I shudder to think where I'd be without that grace. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is the God of second chance, and he can take Humpty the Dumpty, who fell off the wall and put him back together. That's what he did with me. <laughs> and, brother, i like to add, uh, he not only can put Humpty Dumpty back together, but he can totally erase the cracks. Amen to that. Would John open up tonight's program in prayer? Amen. Brother Shannon, it's good to be on, and I really appreciate your graciousness, and it's uh, it's it's a blessing for me personally. Brother, I don't care if there's one person on. I, I'm grateful for even the one person that we're talking with and able to encourage, able to exhort, and even if necessary, correct and reprove. But in the end... It's always with a purpose. You know, our ultimate purpose is what? To glorify God. I love the, the one of the few things I love about um, some of the early uh, church writings. The, well, I see the early church. I shouldn't say, you know, not the first few centuries, but well into the, uh, into the mid-centuries, mid-teens. The Westminster Confession of Faith by the Presbyterians back when they were solidly biblical, and, and grounded in the Word of God. It says the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And I love that beginning of that Westminster Shorter Statement of Faith. The chief end of man, our chief end is to glorify God. And that's why we're trying to get people free, brother, right? To glorify God and enjoy Him forever and to enjoy His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, let's pray. Let's pull our faith, as I am fond of saying. And even if there's one or more listening, it's a pleasure to talk with you and to be back on Omega Man Radio. Father, right now, as Brother Shannon and any any of those listening, as we pull our faith, we just want to say thank you for being so good to us. You are a good God. And we thank you for loving us so much that you gave your only begotten Son. And we praise God the Son and the very Son of the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, as well. And we praise you both, we love you both, and we just thank you that, as Jesus said, that we will come in and indwell those who believe under the new covenant, and the Holy Spirit will enter into us. And we so much, we are so grateful, so very grateful, for the fact that, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are sealed until the day of redemption. We bind the strong man right now, not only in those who are listening, in Brother Shannon and myself, afresh and anew, but we also bind the strong man in anyone who will be coming on in the next uh, two or three hours. And we just thank you for the opportunity that we have the freedom in this country and uh, across the Internet and across the various venues of transmission uh, 
to get the word out that Jesus came to set the captives free. And Father God, and precious Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, we praise you for the opportunity to do that tonight. We break the chains of command in the heavenlies over everyone. We break and cut and sever all advice, control, power, and strength. And while we're at it, we loose in Yeshua's almighty name myriads and myriads and myriads, more than sufficient numbers of warrior angels and the hornets of the Lord and the hounds of heaven to battle for us in the heavenlies, on the earth, under the earth, and within people. And Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit will engineer everything through Brother Shannon, my uh, blessed host, and also through all the teaching that goes forth tonight and anyone taking part. We also just ask you to keep bringing only the divine appointments and just keep out any demonic appointments, especially people who just want to argue and who are just uh, so full of Leviathan and religious pride that they just want to get their point across and they're not really teachable. Father, we just lose a teachable spirit into each of us. And we just pray tonight that as we honor your word, that the Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified, that, Father, you'll be magnified, and that Satan and his demonic hordes will be horrified and encourage the saints tonight. Father, we want to be like Stephanus. We lose the spirits of Stephanus into us. Those same angels that ministered through him and ministered to him to be addicted to the ministry of the saints and be Barnabases to encourage one another. And we just lift this time up. We pray that you will be pleased and that you and the Lord Jesus Christ will have smiles on your face because of our participation and that we are nothing and that you are everything. And we ask these things in Jesus' almighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Well, John, uh, what the Lord put on your heart for this week? Well, brother, it is, um, I, I noticed on the Internet you said you're going to take some questions and answers. Why don't we take a few questions if someone has any questions? And if there are no questions as of yet, uh, there probably will be uh, some before we finish. And uh, tonight I, I just want to see if we can uh, attempt to answer the question. And, of course, none of this is exhaustive. None of this is, you know, Pastor John's got the final answer. Only when I when the, when I state the word of God, or when Brother Shannon states the word of God, that has the final answer. And uh, you know, we're always on a learning curve. And I want to be the first to say it. And some things I say um, are uh, you know can be misunderstood. And uh, some things I say will you know be as clear as clear as ice and uh, or clear as crystal, as they say. So. Tonight, I just want to see if we can at least make a, take a stab, Brother Shannon, at answering this, uh, this question, because I know a lot of people kind of wonder, why in the world do you have to continue to cast out demons for the rest of your life? It doesn't make any sense, because uh, you know, the impression that some people arrive at in the Bible is... Uh, that, you know, it really didn't take that long, and that, uh, you know, Mary uh, Magdalene, Magdalene only had a total of seven demons, and 
then when they get into it, they figure, man, it just seems like it's a little bit overboard on uh, on the demonic, and it seems like it just uh, becomes an extreme position. You're always tangling with demons. You're always, always. So I want to see if we can attempt to answer that tonight. And again, uh, there may be some questions following up or even in the middle of the study. And uh, this isn't exhaustive. I'm not attempting to uh, be the full and final 100% of all the answers that are within this uh, basic question. I, I, I don't know all the answers, but at least we can take a stab at it. Brother Shannon, do we have any any questions initially in the blog or any questions that you wanted to take with callers? Absolutely. Uh, we folks, as we open the lines up, and uh, I'm just going to play our quick uh, jingle. Here we go. Stand by. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. That was easier to play that from than to me repeat it, right? <laughs> hey, it sounded good too, brother. Plus, I wanted you to hear it. Yeah, let's take our first call. We've got a caller from area code uh, 614. By six one four, you're on the air with Pastor John Go. Hello. Hey there. Hello. Good evening. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Um. Hi. My name is Lisa. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And, yes, ma'am. Uh, my my question is, I'm a little nervous here, but um, my question is, I've been I turned my life over to God when I was 28 years old. And I'm 36 now, and I've backslid a lot of times. Um, I've been in Columbus, Ohio for like three years now, and I have a 14-year-old daughter. And what I'm struggling with is I get up every morning, I pray, I read my Bible, um, and God has been answering a lot of my prayers. But the one thing that I'm struggling with, um, my daughter was diagnosed with a psychotic disorder, and they call the NOS because she's she's a child right now. And I guess when I looked up on the Internet, it really what NOS is is schizophrenia. And what's been happening is I get up every morning, I pray to God, and God has been answering so many of my prayers, and I, I'm so I, I'm, I'm happy for that. But the one thing it seems that he's not, answered and and seems to be a huge struggle is my relationship with my daughter, her having been diagnosed with the schizophrenia, and also me struggling with this alcoholism. Those two things are the two things that seem to go unanswered. But everything else, he seems to be um, working out in my life. But those two things seem to be like such a stronghold that I just don't know what to do anymore. And I keep crying out to him, I'm like, God, please help us. You know, and I, I just don't know what to do anymore. And I don't have anyone in my life. Um, I have no one in my life that understands or is seeking God like I am. And even the church I go to, I go to a mega church here in Ohio, and I seek out some of the elders, and they they just don't seem to be um, really trying to help. You know, and I. I cried out to God and I said, please, God, I, I need your help. I, I know there's there's more going on here. I feel like I need deliverance, she needs deliverance, and no one's hearing me. And it's well, just sure me. You came to the I don't right have place. anyone. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, and sister, what was your first name again? Lisa. Lisa. Okay, I thought it was Elisa. Uh, Lisa, uh, you listen. I just want to let you know and give you some comfort that you're not alone. That there are, as Scripture says, there is no temptation, no testing taken us, but such as is common to everyone. And the Lord knows, He understands, and I think, as I tend to put it, you're you're in the forest looking out from behind the tree, and you're saying, I don't see any forest here. Where's the forest? I've reached out to so many people. You don't understand. I have... I've even had, I've reached out to pastors, and and yep. I've even had pastors to get close to me. I've, I've dated a pastor, and I'm like, why are all these people that have been sent my way have have been um, wrong? They, they've not been true. They've not really been serving God, and I've been reaching out to all these people, but it's been a forfeit, and it made me really just, it's really discouraging for me because when you go to a pastor, you think, you know, this is it. And I understand. I understand. At least what I want excuse me, ma'am. What I wanted to say is that as Brother Shannon was trying tried to said a few couple said a couple of words. I think his his import his intent was uh, you've come to the right place. You've come to the right place, and God has indeed answered your prayers. He has heard you the same way He heard me. He heard Brother Shannon. He's heard many others because. As you said, there is more truth out there. There is something that is that once you see, sink your teeth into it, you can finally get some real help. Now, who was the one who was? The, did you say you were an alcoholic? Yes, and I'm still struggling with that now. And um, yes, I don't have any, not one person in my life, not a mother, father, friend, anyone that understands um, where I'm at right now. I mean, my. It's just me and God. I get up every morning at 5 o'clock. I set my alarm clock to get up and, and talk to God every morning. I Amen. don't have anyone in my life. I have a couple of people in my life, but I don't have anyone that really, truly understands. Um, well, and, let me tell you, I've cast out, Lisa, 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 Lisa I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've cast out a, a lot of demons and uh, have have had a lot of deliverance myself from alcohol spirits. So I do understand. I know. I know. Brother Shannon understands. We do understand, and we do care about you, and we love you in the Lord as a sister in the Lord. And you have to rest assured, and just you know, calm down. That you have come to the right place. That we that you can get some help, and that the full gospel, salvation, deliverance, and healing is your answer. And I'm telling you, I've got a lot of deliverance from alcohol spirits. And unless and until you get delivered from these spirits that have come in, when you have been uh, high, when you have had a buzz, and when you have not been sober, uh, I'm telling you, they're plentiful, they're, they're a lot there, and you will never have the kind of victory that the Lord wants to give you unless and until you get some deliverance from these spirits that have come in. Now, what is psychotic? Explain, please, the, that designation of psychotic for your daughter. Um, 
Well, my my daughter had stayed with my mom when she was real little, and I got her back when she was eight. She's fourteen, yeah, fourteen okay. years old now, and I've yes. been having problems with her. I had put her in the counseling. I had her seeing the school counselor. I mean, I had people coming into my home, mm-hmm. um, literally to counsel and everything. And then finally, we moved here, and um, last year she got diagnosed with a psychotic disorder, and they have her on medication. But this, to hear me out. I felt mm-hmm. that it was demonic all the time. I felt mm-hmm. that it was demonic, but no one would hear me. And I got to the point where I was just helpless. So I had to just go ahead with what the system was telling me to do and get her on medication. I but I feel like this is demonic. I feel like this is, it, it, you know, I look at her and she's so helpless. She's a gorgeous, such a gorgeous kid. And I look at her and, and it looks like she's just totally being controlled. And I don't know what to do. I feel helpless. I've gone to churches. I've gone to pastors. And it's almost like they're afraid to address the issue or they just turn a blind eye to it. And I just don't know what to do anymore. People think I'm crazy when I say it's demonic. I mean, I just, I've, I've shut down completely because I, I, I don't know what to do anymore. And it's Lisa, killing Lisa, me. What and I'm, I'm drinking yeah. alcohol just to deal with, the alcohol is more of, of just to deal with, um, just everything that's going on and not having any anywhere to turn to. And I pray, and it may sound crazy, but even when I drink, I'm still like calling out, God, please help me. I, I don't want to do this. Please help me, Lord. Please help me. Help us. Help us. Deliver her. Deliver me. You know what I mean? I, I want to work for God. I don't care about all this other stuff. I want her to be delivered so she can she can be a witness for God so that I can be a witness for God. I don't care about all the other stuff. But this right here has got me bound and it's got her bound, and I don't know what to do anymore. Well, Lisa, okay. you know, the, the thing to do is uh, get set free first yourself, and then you're going to be able to uh, help your, your daughter, and she's going to get deliverance as well. And so you came to the right place, and we're going to work with you tonight. Uh, I need to do a sound check. Can you hear me, Pastor John? Yes, I can. Yeah, Brother Shannon. Okay. Lisa, um, in addition to the alcohol, what else may have opened up gateway in your life? Uh, have you had a lot of relations outside of marriage? Have I had what? Are you married now, or are you single? I'm divorced. Okay. I'm divorced. But I've definitely had sex outside of marriage. But for the last couple of years, I've turned my life over to God. This situation with my daughter is just such a mess. I've had demon attacks in my apartment. I've had things manifest that I'd never seen in my life before. I've had so many things happen to me, and I didn't know. Okay. I couldn't well, express it because you. people would thought I was crazy, and I have cried uh, out to God. You, I get uh, up. You're just experiencing the reality of the... Uh, the host hell that are attacking everybody, and so uh, no, you're being honest, and so God sees that now. Have you ever been involved in any kind of witchcraft? No, I haven't. But my my background, my told me about my my father's background um, uh, about five years ago, and I was really upset. I'm like, why did you never tell me this? But um, they were into witchcraft. There was incest. There was all kind of things like that, and. My father's family, they're really educated people. They're, you know, really respected in the community and all those kind of things. And you I was kind of rejected. You father was involved in witchcraft. Was he an actual practicing warlock, witch? What was he doing? I, I, it was my my great-grandfather, so I don't I don't know. But I, I was told that he was into that. And um, I know my, grandfather, my grandmother was having sex with one of her sons, and, and, and she was my grandfather's favorite, and he was into that. 
So I, okay. I don't really what about, know uh, the full... That just out a little bit because there's definitely uh, some generational curses that need to be broken there. Uh, let me ask you a couple other questions. You mentioned alcohol. Have you ever had any problem with drugs? Like maybe no. Like that? Okay. Good? No. about cigarette smoking? No. Okay. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask you is um, any family involved in anything like uh, masonry, Roman Catholic Church? No. Um, Baptist and Pentecostal. Um, Pastor Joe? No, no Catholic. So yeah, uh, and what, yeah, I just wanted to see if, um, good questions. The other thing is, uh, obviously she's 14 years old now. Are you sure, Lisa, are you sure that, that your daughter is, is saved? No, I'm not. Okay, that would be the no. first, that would be the first uh, item of business, shall we say. Um, you know, you indicate that she's been diagnosed as psychotic. She's on some medication. Uh, obviously, you're trying to medicate yourself with the problems that you're facing, and I understand that, with uh, alcohol and the psychotic episodes that she has. How long have they been going on for? Um, oh, my gosh. I would say, oh, my gosh. I got her back when she was eight. I've been having problems ever since I got her back from my mom. How do you and know I, that? Uh, how do you know that she was not sexually molested? You know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't See, know. Could, that's what I'm thinking. Was, during the time that she was with my mom, um, it, it was a whole other lifestyle. Things were different, and 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 um, she just had a whole other. A background, and she was resentful when she got back with me. Then when she got back with me, I had gotten saved, and I was in church a lot. Yeah, she yeah. Was really resentful because the lifestyle was totally different. My mom, she was a party person, outgoing person. She'd take Taylor with her some places, and, you know, it was just a fun life. And then she gets with me, and she's like, this is not fun at all. This is boring. We're in church. You know, you don't want to go out and hang with all these people and party and all this kind of stuff. And not to say that I'm perfect, but my life totally different that her yeah, well, to be with me. It's just, yeah. Well, I praise the Lord that, that your life changed. Yes. Lisa, I praise the Lord your life is is, is different. And uh, let me ask you a, a, a question, a critical question. And uh, if you could, you know, simply answer. I just want you guys to ask me whatever. I, I want to be delivered. Whatever you need to ask me, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I would just want to be free. I understand. Let me let, let me God, begin yes. with the brother Shannon, Let me begin with the beginning, and the beginning question, of course, is the same question I asked regarding your daughter, and your indication was that she probably is not saved, and of course, when you're committed to the Lord and you're, you know, going and fellowshipping with God's people, centered around God's word, then uh, obviously the demons in her get very upset and they try to sidetrack you in ways and attack you in ways yeah. and eventually it gets discouraging and it gets frustrating and so forth. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. If in the next five minutes you were you were to um just die, you had a God forbid you had an aneurysm uh in a strategic blood vessel around your heart or or, or you know, in your brain 
and you would have just fall, fall down and you would have come out of your body. And as you were, um, right before you were to enter heaven, you were standing outside the, the 12 gates of the city, and God's booming voice came over the walls, and it asked you this, what right do you have to enter into my heaven? Why should I let you in, Lisa? What would be your answer to God? I would tell him, God, you know my heart. Nobody knows my heart. No one's ever known my heart all my life, but God, you know my heart. And that's one of the things that I've always cried out to God. I said, God, you know my heart. No one else knows, but you know, why is this happening? What do I need to do to make this right? What What am I doing wrong? Um, what, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to, it, it doesn't matter to me. My career, my job, nothing matters. I, I want to, I want to do what's right by God. And this is just, it's, it's just a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. Both sides of my family are not serving God, and I feel like I'm just on this island by myself. A lot of times I feel like I'm an alien to this world, like, you know, what am I here for? And then the devil tries to make me, you know, my grandfather committed suicide. He blew his brains out, and my father found him, and it really messed him up. And I've had a lot of suicides in my family, things like that. And the devil tried to tell me, you know, just go ahead and kill yourself because you were not born to be of God. You were born to be of of, of your mind because your family um, is cursed and so are you. And so that's what he, I feel like the devil's always trying to tell me that. Like, you can try to serve God all you want. You can reach out all you want. But you weren't born to to be with me. You were, you were born to be with the devil. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that, okay. that's a good detail there because we're going to also cover that because definitely there's some spirits of suicide that are generational that need to be covered. Brother John? Yeah, the, uh, the, I'm still not uh, satisfied with the answer, though. Um, you know my heart. I understand that, but what I want you, Lisa, since God knows your heart and you know your heart, what what is the answer to that question when he asked you why should i let you into my heaven what right do you have to come in biblically what's the answer i don't know okay and that's what i'm concerned about because i'm concerned in that you did not give the biblical answer to that question and i think you're trying to serve the lord without first coming to know him. And by the way, he's the one who said in the, in the Lord's Prayer, in John 17, that's really the Lord's Prayer. In John 17, 3, he defines what eternal life is. Do you know, are you familiar with the verse, Lisa? No, I'm not. All right. Would you mind getting your Bible and reading it? I can do that. I would love to hear you read it. Because casting out demons is one thing, but 95% of casting out demons is, or 95% of the ministry of casting out demons is, it's for children, God's children. It's, it's a, it's a special privilege and right for the children of God, in according to Mark 7:27 and Matthew 15. So I want to make sure that, that you're saved, because as Brother Shannon said. You know, God wants to free you because you're the parent, and he, he wants to, to have you free, freer in order to serve him and his kingdom, 
to serve his son, and the things that you, that are troubling your daughter are probably some of the similar same things that are troubling you. And we want to make sure that uh, that you know you're taken care of as well. We love your daughter in the Lord, but we also love you in the Lord. So John seventeen three says what, Lisa? It says, and this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Yeah. I want you to really look at that word know, because the there, there are a number of Greek words for, for know and for knowledge, but the word he uses there is experiential knowledge. Not know as a fact, but personally know. You know, I can... I'm a fan of reading Abraham Lincoln, especially focusing on the assassination back in 1865. And I know Lincoln, but I never really knew Lincoln. And I don't know Lincoln. See the difference between knowing about Lincoln and, and really knowing Lincoln? Mm-hmm. Now, if I was alive in 1862, for instance, I could have I could have known him. And that's the kind of experiential knowledge that John 17, 3, that the word that the Holy Spirit inspired, that Jesus uses there, the Holy Spirit uses there, and this is eternal life. Eternal life equals that they, any human being who wants to, that they may know thee, God the Father, the only true God, and me, Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. So what is eternal life according to Jesus there, Lisa? Oh, goodness. No, I don't. Just, I, know, I know you said you were nervous in the beginning. There's nothing to be nervous about. What is he, how does he define eternal life? Um, personally knowing. Well, of course it's, yeah, well, yeah, well personally knowing. Um, personally knowing, right? So eternal life is what? Is it earned by good works? Is it earned by being good enough? No. No, thank you. That's the correct answer. The Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by his mercy he saves us. So personally coming to know God, and Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to know the Father except through me. So... Personally knowing him and knowing God the Father, that is eternal life. Okay. So until you personally get to know them, and I mean beginning the relationship, which you can do tonight through the sinner's prayer, then and only then can you be rest, rest can you rest assured that God hears your prayers. John says he doesn't hear any prayer from from sinners, the only prayer that he hears is the person who admits he's a sinner and that they, they're drowning in their sin and they need a savior. They need a rescuer. They need a deliverer. It's the same Greek word. means means uh, the same thing. Rescuer, deliverer, savior. I like rescue because it really captures the essence of the term. That's what Savior means, rescuer. So we, let me ask you another question. You, you know the Ten Commandments, right? Yes. At least you know some of them? Yes. 
and we're almost we're almost finished because then we can talk a little bit more about your daughter. But it's so it's so important, Lisa, that you come to know Christ and that you come to know the Father, that you come to know God, and uh, that is the most important thing to know. We can we can you know cast some demons out, but it's really not going to not going to help you if and if I they thought even I leave. Did. And I even thought I did, but the way you're talking is like I don't know. But I thought I did. Well, you know, uh, I, all I can tell you is that Jesus in Mark seven twenty seven and Matthew fifteen calls deliverance uh, spiritual bread for God's children. So if you're not God's child, then you don't have a right to eat it. But we want to make it possible for you tonight to be able to eat some because at the end of the program I'm going to take a good half an hour, 45 minutes and we're going to do some mass deliverance we're going to do some deliverance that we're live on the air and that you can get some help tonight okay. and I know that's, that um, that you will be so excited and you'll be so blessed by uh, getting some of these demons kicked out but the most important thing right now is that you understand that you are drowning in your sin just like I had to one day, just like Brother Shannon did and other people who are listening and are praying for you right now, that unless we understand that we're drowning in our sin and that we need a rescuer, we need someone to throw us a lifesaver and that he will pull us into the shore and that he will rescue us from drowning in sin and from, of course, the penalty of sin. Scripture says the wages, the pay for sin is death. Physical death and spiritual death. And, of course, spiritual death is separation from God forever, and that's what the Bible describes as the lake of fire, hell. So tonight, I just want to make sure that you understand that, uh, and that you have cut, you come to grips. You know you're a sinner, right? Yes. Yeah, I can hear that in your voice, and I heard that before uh, when you said you were living away from the Lord. And praise God that you, you know, realize some things. But I, I want to make sure that you, because I, I tell you, I was doing meetings in Los, in uh, in Atlanta for five days with my good friend and co-laborer, Pastor James Mobley. I'd been invited down there, and and there was a lot a lot of uh, uh, black brethren there, and. He's black himself, so I figured he could really give me some insight and knowledge. And uh, when I went down there, we had five days of meetings, praying with people and teaching them, and and so forth. But I met a number of people down there who who were religious but lost. They, you know, they served at church. They wore white gloves. Uh, their parents uh, wouldn't let them even stay out of Sunday school and church, even when they were sick. They had to go, but this one one dear woman down there told me, she says, you know, Pastor John, she says, I was going to church all my life and eventually ended up with a messed up life and divorced, and she says, only uh, now recently do I understand what salvation is, and, and, and I was never saved. I was never born again, reborn spiritually, born from above, and uh, born of the Holy Spirit, and born spiritually, a second time, not physically, but spiritually. And that's what I want to make sure tonight, that Lisa has experienced that. And one of the questions I ask people is, um, you know, 
just so they understand how, how, how really each one of us, before we came to Christ, have broken every one of the Ten Commandments, is I will ask them this, and let's see how you do. Um, have you ever lied to anyone in your life? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. Yes, I have. And so have I. And if you lie, whether to God or whether to people, whether it's your parents or whether it's your friends or whoever, your children, whoever, if you lie even once, what does that make you? A liar. What would someone, that's right, a liar. Now, Brother Shannon had asked you about the sexual things. Uh, have you ever lusted after anybody yes. sexually? Yes. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew five through seven, he says, "You've heard it said, do not, you know, thou shalt not uh, commit adultery.' But I say to you, if you look with 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 sexual lust at anybody, you've committed. As far as I and the Father are concerned, you've committed adultery in your heart. So, you've." You've uh, honestly, and I really appreciate your honesty, and thank you for listening so well and answering so well and truthfully. You've admitted you're a liar. Now we're discovering that you're also an adulterer. Okay. So, just on the basis of those two things, have you ever stolen anything? Yes. Yes, yeah, even a, even a pencil at work or money that belonged to someone else or whatever. So if, for people who steal, what, is, what, is, uh, what, what are they normally known as? A thief. There you go. So now you we've know, established... I never thought of myself as being that, but I mean, if you go through all the Ten Commandments, I would think I've broken every single one of them. Of course, Lisa, and excellent. I don't consider myself to be a bad person, but yep. I, I, when, you, when you break it down like that, yeah, I, I, I have broken, I think I've broken every single one of them. I think See, I have. Lisa, Lisa, I thank you for saying that, because that's exactly what Paul the Apostle says in Romans, that the law is all about. The law is there to let us know how bad we really are. And it can never do anything to save us, because we cannot keep it, because the only way, and by the way, there are not only Ten Commandments, but there are a total of 650 ordinances and statutes. So if we blow it with one of the Ten Commandments, how, how, how good do you think we're doing on the other 650 statutes and ordinances? We blow them all. Yeah. And I've blown them all, and so has Brother Shannon and anyone else listening. And this is why, are you beginning to understand why we need Jesus so much? Yeah. Are you beginning to understand yeah. that we are all... Now, if, if, if let's say God were to judge you, and you really did die tonight, and you had to admit that you broke all the Ten Commandments of God, do you think that you would deserve heaven, or do you think you would deserve hell? Um. Having broken God's law, what does breaking God's I, law I think, demand? I, I think I would... I would deserve hell, but... That's right. No, you know, hold it, hold it, hold it. No buts, because God's God's word says, uh, no exclusions, 
that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've fallen, we've fallen short of the 100% righteous standard that God demands for anybody to get into heaven. But here's the good news. The good news is that Jesus took our hell so we could know his heaven. And the neat thing is that tonight you can actually pray the sinner's prayer with me. Mean it from your heart, Lisa. And then later on you can get some of those demons out that are really tormenting you and hurting you and driving you and harassing you. And then, since you're an authority over your daughter, you can do the same thing that I'm doing with you tonight and Brother Shannon's doing with you and others are praying for you, by the way, right now. And and then, once she comes to Christ, you're her mom. You have authority over her and you can begin to get some of these spirits out of her so she can get off the medication, so that she can... Uh, really be, uh, you said she's a beautiful girl, right? Yeah, she's, and yeah. she gets straight A's, believe it or yeah. not. She gets straight See, A's. Praise the Lord. She, so God's blessed her yeah. with, a good, with a good mind, and I'll tell but you... She doesn't have, does have any relationships or no friends. It's not normal for a 14-year-old. It's just terrible. Yeah, you know, she's it is. She's on medication and... But you, you know, can hit, listen, God can handle all of that. There's, there's, Jesus said there's nothing impossible with God. Do you believe that? I do. Yes, yeah. I do believe that. Okay. Really you either believe it or don't. So you, I, I believe that you believe it. So nothing, and I like to add, no one is impossible with God. If he can save me, he can save anybody. If he can save the Apostle Paul, who was killing Christians and jailing Christians, and turn him into a Christian, he, he, can, he can save Osama bin Laden tonight. So... Tonight, my concern, though, is, is, is Lisa, because I believe the Holy Spirit had you call into the program. And as I said, there are a lot of people praying for you right now, Lisa. But I want to make sure that you, again, understood what real salvation is about. And real salvation is not religion. It's a personal, experiential, that means you experience it, personal relationship with God through His Son Jesus Christ. So, John, what are we, um, Brother Shannon? I want to. Uh, can you hear me on my connection still? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Oh, perfect. It sounds like it's a little better. Why don't we do this? Um, don't we have Lisa online, and you lead her through renunciation prayers that those living can go ahead too and break some of these generational curses. And then we'll just start calling out some foul spirits. I believe there's a lot of people tuning in right now that can probably say, hey, listening to Lisa, I've got some of this in my family. I've got family witchcraft. Maybe I've had um, some some problems, drugs and alcohol, maybe some sexual sin. I want to set free tonight. Now, John, let me ask you a question. If there's someone out there that's got some repentant sin, will the Lord deliver them of the tormenting spirits? unless they uh, first repent and renounce it? Yeah, in fact, uh, the demons know. I've had demons uh, tell me many times they don't have to leave. The person truly has not repented. And repentance, of course, is feeling sorry for your sin and sorry enough not to do it again. And this is why renunciation 
heartfelt renunciation prayer, which obviously includes repentance, is so important for people to get free. But with Lisa tonight, uh, I like, and you know, and Brother Shannon, there may be someone out there, and this is why the Holy Spirit, as we prayed in the beginning, orchestrate everything. There may be someone out there else who also is religious but lost spiritually. Yes. So, Lisa, you you could be the catalyst, not only for, and of course, you know, these programs are archived by Brother Shannon, so there may be someone even down the road who hears six months from now, Lisa, as she comes to Christ literally over the air and makes her peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and that they end up saying the sinner's prayer as well, and they end up getting saved, even though they thought, well, I, I went to church, and and I thought that, right. that I knew what was going on in my life. and But uh, I'm telling you right now, based upon your answer, I'm so happy you called in, because I would not... Uh, you know, get out in the morning and be driving on the road. I would not even step foot out of my house unless I knew that I was secure in Christ and that I was truly born again. So let's, you want to make it sure right now? Yes. Yeah. Then let's do it. And let's see if we can make sure this moment, this night, February the 15th, I believe, 2011, so that uh, Lisa can have a second birthday. Lisa, what's your first birthday? You don't tell me the year. Just what's the day in the month? Uh, April 18th. All right. April 18th. April 18th is, the, is, your, is your date of birth, is your birth, physical birthday. But I want to tell you tonight, if you mean business with God, he means business with you. And the 15th of February, 2011, will be even more important than April's birthday. Because your spiritual birthday is the most important decision you're going to make in your entire life. And I want to make sure... Now, what's your daughter's name? Taylor. Taylor? I want to make sure that Taylor comes to know the Lord as well. And if Taylor would like to call me uh, after we get off the air or would like to talk talk to someone, I'm right now counseling a young, uh, young uh, precious uh, girl, 12 years of age, down in Atlanta, Georgia area. And, uh, and, and so I'd be glad to talk with her. She's 14 years old. And if there's anything I can do to help... Uh, to make sure of her eternal destiny, and also to get get her some freedom. And Lisa, you're not alone, and God's answered your prayer. Now, I just want to explain one thing before we pray, and that's very simply this. Uh, I'm up here in in western New York State, by Niagara Falls, beautiful Niagara Falls. I'm less than an hour away. I've probably seen it, oh, 70 times now, and every time I see it, I'm just amazed with the beauty of Niagara Falls. But, you know, years ago, I love telling this story because it really communicates, Lisa, so I need you to listen closely. There, uh, and this, will t- this is the difference between believing and believing in. Years ago, there was, you've seen uh, in the circus, you've seen these tightrope walkers? Yeah. These people who walk across the wires, the tightropes? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
there was a uh, there was a, 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 blonde, a fellow by the name of Blondine who was who was a tight tightrope walker, and he was going to walk across the entire falls from uh, Canada to the United States, and he was he was walking across with his uh, balancing pole, and there was nothing underneath him. If he fell, he fell to his death. And as he was walking across, he got out about 20 paces, and he started backing up. And everybody thought that he was just scared. He was too afraid. He wasn't going to be able to do it. But to, to their surprise, he came back and he said, how many of you believe I can really cross uh, a total this, this entire length? And everybody was was clapping and 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 uh, and and just you know roaring in their applause. And he says to his assistant, he says, "Good, get my wheelbarrow." So the assistant brings up the shiny wheelbarrow, and he begins to position it on the wire, and he pushes, he puts it in front of him, of course, and he begins to walk out. And all of a sudden, he gets out twenty paces, Lisa. And he starts backing up, and they figure, see, he can't do it without the balancing pole. So he, instead, he comes back and he says, much to their surprise, how many of you really believe I can push this wheelbarrow out? And everybody, again, uh, he's not afraid. He, can, he, he knows. He's, he's confident that he can do it. He's the greatest high-wire uh, person in, in the world. And... Let's say, Lisa, that you're there in the crowd, and he looks at you and he says, Lisa, do you really believe that I can push this thing out? And you shake your head, you nod your head, yes, and he says, good, Lisa, get in. That's the difference between believing that he can do it and believing in him. See, what Jesus wants you to do tonight is he wants you to get in his wheelbarrow. And he wants you to trust your life to him so that you can have through him and with him a personal relationship with him and with, through him, God, the Father. Are you ready to do that? Yes. You ready to get in his wheelbarrow? Yes, I am. Amen. I believe you, and I thank you again for being such a good listener. And let's... um. Let's just go ahead and pray this. So just repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I thank you for dying for me on the cross. I thank you for dying for me on the cross. You took my sins. You took my sins. And died in my place. And died in my place. Taking my eternal hell. Taking my eternal hell. So I could come to your heaven. So I could come to your heaven. I ask you to please forgive me. I ask you to please forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. All my wickedness. All my wickedness. And I invite you into my heart. And I invite you into my heart. And I give you my life. And I give you my life. I thank you for the eternal life. I thank you for the eternal life. That you freely give to me now. 
that you freely give to me now. I accept it. I accept it. And from this from this day forth. And from this day forth. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. And if necessary, die for you. And if necessary, die for you. I give you my life. I give you my life. In your name, Lord Jesus. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. On the authority of the Word of God, I can tell you tonight that you are genuinely a Christian according how, to what the Bible teaches. Hello? Can you hear me? Lisa? Hello? Lisa? Lisa? Hello? Lisa, can you hear me? Brother Shannon, are you there? I am here, but I think Lisa's calling in on a cell phone. Lisa, stand by. We're going to try to get you back in the switchboard. I saw your number. I'm going to try to dial her back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a Man Radio. We've got Mr. John Gogan on. Brother John, give out your contact information while we bring her back. Amen. Uh, yeah, and anyone wanting to um, uh, call me or ask any questions or uh, any way that I can help you, we are at your service. And uh, the uh, church office number is 716 area code 655-5008. 655-5008. And you can contact me at my personal email, pjservant at aol.com. Servant as in waiter, waitress. PJ Servant, Pastor John, by the way, is what it stands for. PJ Servant at aol.com. And you can uh, feel free to make contact with me or check me out or check the website out, agapebible.org. And uh, we'd be glad if we get your mailing address, uh, snail mail address. We'd be glad to send you a book list and so you can get some good materials into your hands, especially in this uh, missing one-third of Jesus ministry area, deliverance. Lisa, are you there? Hello? Lisa, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, we lost you, and I apologize for that. I don't know what happened. And, uh, you know, the enemy is is so good at at, uh, at doing things. Uh, sometimes they'll mess around with electronics, electric impulses, and, and uh, current and so forth. Last week I had uh, my computer at the church office completely crash. It's only a year and three months old, and it completely crashed. Only three or four percent of these hard drives supposedly do that, so 96, 97 percent don't, but all I can think of is uh, the enemy hit it hard, and I lost everything, sadly. But I'm rejoicing now because my son's my computer geek, my younger son, and he uh, let me have a couple of, uh, well, one of his hard drives. So I'm back in, back in force again. But Lisa, congratulations. I just want to let you know on the authority of the Word of God that you can genuinely call yourself a biblical Christian tonight, the only Christian there is, and I just want to say congratulations on your new birth date. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Now, a little bit later, we're going to go through some renunciations, and uh, I would like you to stay tuned to, to OmegaManRadio.com and to go through those renunciations with us, and then uh, we're going to instruct you from there, so, so don't, don't leave whatever you do, 
And uh, I would encourage you also to get into the Word of God. I always recommend the Gospel of John, the Gospel of Mark, and of course, uh, I know you're familiar with some of the scriptures, and that is wonderful, but again, uh, uh, just a heartfelt congratulations, my new sister in Christ. Thank you. Lisa, what I want you to do is, do you have a pen and paper there? Yes, I do. Go ahead and write my email address down and uh, send me your name, address, and phone number. And John and I will contact you again off the internet. We're going to put some information also in your hands. I want to send you a couple okay. of books. Amen. And just email me at uh, omegamanradio at yahoo.com. MegamanRadioYahoo.com. Yahoo.com. Uh, your name, phone number, and address, and they're going to contact you back up here. God bless you for calling in tonight, Lisa. Congratulations, Thank Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you. There's hope. Your hope is in Christ, your only hope of glory. And watch in the days ahead what he's going to do through you and also through uh, through you to your daughter. And by the way, we've got a conference coming up. If you'll email me your mailing address, pjservant at AOL.com, email me. We'll get a, we're going to send out flyers next week for the conference coming up, the spring conference, uh, the March 25th weekend. And uh, we have people coming in from Ohio uh, regularly, so you're not you're not – you're not. I know Cincinnati's a ways, but you can do it. Praise the Lord. John, we're going to go uh, to a short break. We're at the top of the hour, and we'll be back here in just a moment with the past John Gogan. We're going to pick up the second hour of the program, and we're going to be doing a uh, master list here in the second hour. So you all stand by here uh, while we go to this break. All right, we're back. Listening to Omega Man Ready. Let's get Pastor John Gogan back. Well, John, back with me. Brother Shannon, right here, can you hear me? I'll give you, you're coming through loud and clear. The microphone is yours. Excellent. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to take about 15 or 20 minutes and do some basic uh, teaching and uh, and and uh, perusing in God's Word. And then we'll kind of turn it over to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to see if we can get some of these wicked, foul, ugly spirits excised, shall we say. And again, it's it's wonderful to be on Omega Man Radio. There are a lot of people who are being touched through this ministry and through this format, and we just praise the Lord for the opportunity to be with you Tuesday night. Brother Shannon is excited. I'm excited about what, uh, what the Lord's going to do tonight and what he's already done. I've always said in my ministry, one of the three greatest uh, pleasures I have in life, the first and foremost actually is the most important decision. If you were listening to what I said to Lisa, if you're not, uh, if you weren't here, basically Lisa called in and she was uh, sharing some of her uh, situations regarding uh, her daughter and the uh, demonic uh, troubles and and torments and harassings that the enemy's doing uh, within uh, her daughter's life. And, you know, out of a mom's love for her daughter, the Lord used that in order to kind of put the proverbial flag up the pole to see for her, to see her own need of salvation, deliverance, and healing. And I found that true in many people's lives where the Lord kind of flags us as we're concerned and we love other people, 
and he ends up uh, showing us of our need. And, you know, we want to be careful. 95% of uh, my ministry, as Pastor Worley himself admitted to us, and uh, in uh, patterning Agape Bible Church after the same ministry as a sister church of Hegewish and Colorado Assembly and West Coast Church of Deliverance and other ministries out there, that uh, we do deliverance and healing with those who are Christians because the demons have never left. Their pastors tell them they've left, and those who are counseling them tell them, even Christian counselors tell them that demons are not a problem, that they've left, and the problem is, is they haven't left. And there's nothing in the Word of God. I had a little 12-year-old girl that I'm counseling down in the Atlanta, Georgia area on a weekly basis, and she said she went to her Sunday school teacher and said that this uh, pastor uh, up in New York said, I need exorcism. <laughs> and I kind of encouraged her to t really don't use that word because it's it's kind of a pejorative word. And let me tell you, if you, if you did have the displeasure of seeing the exorcist movie, in fact, I saw it. Uh, when I was uh, in Christian college in Philadelphia. And I'll tell you, those demons of fear came into me. I couldn't sleep for, for weeks after seeing that movie. And I would not recommend anyone to see it. But if you had the, as I said, the displeasure of seeing it as I did and got a bunch of fear spirits coming into you, thank God I got delivered from those many years ago. And forget everything about deliverance. Uh, or forget everything about that movie when you think about real deliverance, because the sad thing is it was one of the devil's ploys to get everybody thinking, well, that's real, that's real deliverance, when it really is just a sham and a scam. And it is not what deliverance is about. Not that we don't run into some extreme situations, but... You know, the Gadarene demoniac was one of the exceptional cases where a whole legion was cast out at once. And some of the uh, some of the things that the enemy was doing in his life uh, was not the rule. And the rule is, of course, is, you know, Luke 13 and the woman with the spirit of infirmity, worshiping in the synagogue as the daughter of Abraham. Obviously, she was uh, just as much saved as we are today. And uh, she looked forward to the cross and actually met Jesus and got saved. And, of course, we look back to the cross. But uh, she was saved by grace through faith. And others, you know, the deaf and dumb spirits that left and, the, uh, and, and others similar. So everything you, th you think about exorcism, this little girl says, this pastor says I need exorcism. So they say, well, you don't need it. If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit can't be in the same place as, as a demon. And, of course, I brought her through, uh, and I said, well, you know, next time you uh, share that with your church Sunday school teacher, ask him where in the Bible it says that. And, of course, he's not going to find it and, and be able to say that. It's just some supposition that he heard, and someone else told that person, and someone else had told that person, because it really is the children's bread, spiritual bread, as you heard me say to Lisa, for God's children. So tonight, uh, as I said, my three greatest 
pleasures or leading someone to Christ. And of course, I congratulate Lisa as she's listening, and I just praise the Lord for her life. And uh, thank God for another soul in the kingdom of heaven. And hopefully, if there's someone out there who was in the similar position as Lisa, that is religious, as I call it, religious but spiritually lost, as lost as a white goose in a snowstorm, then um, then you too need to have uh, uh, prayed the prayer. And uh, and by the way, I like sinner's prayer because you know some people don't have uh, hardly any frame of reference. And it's the same thing as the model prayer in the Gospels. You know, Jesus gave the model prayer, our Father who art in heaven. It's a model, you know, prayer that you use as kind of the, the, the skeleton of the prayer, and then you kind of put meat on it, add your own words, add your own, own petitions, supplications, and so forth. So, uh, anyway, what a great joy. My other great joy, of course, is preaching and teaching the Word, which is what I'm doing now. And then, of course, my third great joy is, you guessed it, is uh, casting... Some of these wicked, foul, ugly, defiling spirits out of people. And let me tell you, by the way, if you are receiving ministry from someone and you hardly ever, if ever, see them submitting for prayer, I would seriously be praying about staying where you are. And what I mean by that is uh, they need to be practicing what they're preaching and teaching. It's like someone uh, preaching salvation when they never got saved to begin with. It's, uh, as Pastor Worley would say, baloney, no matter what way you slice it. Same thing with deliverance and healing. If you never see them submitting for prayer, if you never see them being anointed with oil for prayer, for healing, if you never see them confessing their sins one to another, they may be healed. If you never see them submitting for deliverance prayer on a regular basis, on a children's bread basis, when I was in in Asia, I would call, I called it the children's rice because they understood it better than bread. They live on it daily, just as the Middle Easterners lived on bread daily. It's spiritual bread, spiritual rice. If you never see the person receive prayer themselves, immediate red flag, and you know maybe in the love of Christ and. And as the Holy Spirit leads, you know, you need to confront them on that. And maybe you may be the catal- possibly the catalyst that the Holy Spirit will use, because eventually the demons in them will get them off in some bad doctrine, or they will get off in some uh, ethical or moral area, and they will self-destruct. And it's so important that people who are praying with others, they receive prayer on a regular basis themselves. I do, and uh, I submit twice a week on a regular basis, and probably 150 workshops between my own and other ministries that I go to and over the years. And by the way, if you uh, are in the Northeast, or actually we have people in the South that come from the Southwest, even California, uh, the West Coast, uh, Canada, if uh, if you are interested, we are having our first workshop of 2011. It'll be workshop number 53 for us, and uh, we're in our 18th year of workshops. We only have three a year, spring, summer, fall. We'd love to see you. Feel free to just uh, send me your 
snail mail address, and we can ship you out a brochure for the conference. And if you're in the uh, southeastern part of the United States, Washington, D.C., and uh, West Virginia, Virginia area, uh, northern Georgia, northern Florida, uh, you're welcome to come to meetings in Richmond, and you're welcome to call our church office, 716-655-5008, and get some information on that. The last weekend of February, the 25th of February, we're going to have a I'm going to conduct a mini-workshop. There's going to be some teaching from God's Word, some testimony, praise, teaching from God's Word, and then, just as Jesus, we're going to teach from the Word of God and then cast out demons and heal the sick. So if you'd like some help, we'd love to see you, give you an agape hug, and you are entirely welcome to come. But tonight, it's as, uh, as I mentioned, why in the world does deliverance take so long? Why in the world, before we get into the Mass Deliverance Tonight Live, or for those of you listening later, sometime later, uh, it'll be pre-recorded, but just as good and uh, just as powerful because of, uh, because of the Lord Jesus Christ and His mighty name and the power of the Word of God going forth, that people ask the question, why does it take so long? Why does it seem as if you never get to the end or never get to the bottom of the well? And I, well, speaking of well, no pun intended, I well remember the words of Pastor Wynn Worley, who was one of the pioneers in the deliverance ministry, in the full gospel, truly full gospel, salvation, healing, and deliverance, Mark 16, 17 and following that uh, he put it this way, and I can quote, I will quote him, and uh, he said that when it comes to deliverance, on average, Christians have two, each Christian has two to three legions. The Greek uh, noun is legon. Two to three legions. Uh, uh, Legion of Roman soldiers was four to six thousand Roman soldiers. And I'll tell you, those Italian soldiers were a formidable and feared force. Of course, the centurion was over a hundred, and that was a sizable force. They were hard to stop, they were difficult to do battle with and win and to defeat. But four to 6,000 Roman soldiers, formidable force. So if you do the math, you know, eight to 12,000? If it's four, six, 12, 18, 12 to 18,000 spirits on average in each Christian. That was Pastor Worley's analysis. And all I can tell you is, from my own experience, he's right. As I've been hitting these things for almost 20 years now, and I've gotten a lot of freedom in some key areas, but I still have not gotten to the bottom of the well across the board. I have not received my demon-free certificate. 
And I don't mean to discourage anybody. I don't mean to get anybody overwhelmed. But I'm just saying that you need to start attacking them. You need to start pursuing them. You need to go after them. And don't be concerned about three, two to three legion. And by the way, that's assumed you haven't been into drugs for 20 or 30 years, whether legal or illegal. And that's assuming you have not been tremendously promiscuous, sleeping with 5, 10, 15, 20 people or more, got into sexual perversions of homosexuality and lesbian and or lesbianism. That's assuming that you haven't got into some major, major, and your family lines have not, you know, owned brothels and and uh, handed out liquor like water and been into drugs, drug distribution, shall we say. So that's on average two to three legions. Again, you see why when the Lord got us, he got a pretty raw deal and that it was all grace and nothing of our good works and that even when he got us, after he saved us from our sin and the penalty, the power of sin and the penalty of sin, hell, the lake of fire, now he wants to clean us up. And that's what deliverance and healing is all about. And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. If they do, they're lying to you because they can't prove it with the word of God. And next time someone says, well, I don't believe a Christian can have a demon. That's not what the Bible teaches. Hand them your Bible and say, prove it. You know, they always want us to prove it. Now it's their turn to prove it. Prove it that a Christian can't have a demon. My Bible says that those who stole, steal no more, Paul says. And he's talking to Christians. So, obviously, Christians can still steal. Obviously, they should be stealing less and less, but you can steal as a believer. And that's why the provision and the promise of God's word, 1 John 1, you know, 7, 8, and 9. And if anyone says that they do not sin, they're just deceiving, they're just deceiving themselves. You know there's a spirit of deception operating within them. Usually it's more than one, by the way. And they're lying. So, you know, there's a spirit of lying there, too. And again, there's more than one. But if we humble again, oh, if we say the same thing about our sin as God says about it, we humble again our sin. He's faithful and just because of Calvary. He's what his son did to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all our righteousness. And by the way, that's written to Christians because you can tell, First John five thirteen, that the address on the envelope is, these things have I written unto you who believe in the name of the Son of God. It's present tense, who are continually believing. So that's written to believers. And that's why, by the way, you still need deliverance as a Christian, because not just the spirits that came into you when you were unsaved, most of them are still there. Maybe the Lord freed you from some, and to give you kind of a jump start, but most of them are still there. He wants you to walk out your freedom, walk out your salvation, deliverance, rescuing with fear and trembling. And when you get deliverance, you'll be fearing, you'll be fearing and trembling. Trust me. And um, why, again, it's so important to get the freedom yourself and to let, as I said earlier, a few moments ago, for the Lord to clean you up. 
So why does deliverance take so long? Well, in case you haven't uh, understood it or even observed it, uh, don't feel bad. A lot of things I don't understand still. And I've been in this thing for 41, 42 years now as far as salvation is concerned. And I'm in my 20th year in in the full gospel, full time. And if you turn in your Bibles to 2 Samuel 22... Turn in your Old Testament. Now, again, if you're driving, please uh, don't do anything foolish. Even when uh, the mass deliverance is going on, please pull to the side of the road. We don't want anybody getting hurt. Your safety is of utmost importance. So uh, if you feel like you're going to manifest really strong, just you know, really cry out to the Lord for help. And we'll send some more angels in. But, but don't do it while you're behind the wheel, of course. Otherwise, listen to the Word of God, please, if you are behind the wheel. One of the reasons deliverance takes so long is is people tend to not be hungry for their freedom. Listen to God's Word in 2 Samuel 22 and verses 38 to 40. This is the Word of God. David says, I pursued my enemies and destroyed them. And I did not turn back until they were consumed. And I have devoured them and shattered them so that they did not rise, and they fell under my feet. And by the way, that's a good place to have a demon, right under your feet, in the sense that, uh, you know, as a metaphor, of course, uh, you're stepping on his neck, and he's now uh, in, in abject fear of the authority and the power, the authority that you have over his power, and the power of Satan in your life. Look at verse 39. And I've devoured them and shattered them so that they did not rise, and they fell under my feet, as I said, for you have girded me with strength for battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. And of course, you know, David's here talking, obviously, in context about his uh, King Saul, about King Saul's men that were pursuing him for so many years, and God was using it to test him, to train him, in order to battle for the nation of Israel. And by the way, the you know the kingdom of David, uh, the farthest that Israel got in terms of land acquisition and and uh, power and glory for Yahweh, for the Lord, was under the golden age of David, is what they call it. So David got the most. Land he pursued and and uh, slaughtered, you could say, the enemy. And because of that, they feared him. That is, the enemy of Israel feared him and feared Israel. A little lesson there for those uh, in the United States who are running this country that. Those who are our enemies, i.e. Islam, that uh, we need to do the same thing. That, uh, as Ronald Reagan said, you know, trust but verify. Uh, That the enemy understands strength and why it's so important for the national security of the United States to be strong and not be uh, Neville Chamberlain's and trying to negotiate with Hitler. 
I think you understand what I mean. Well, the same thing is true spiritually, not just for a nation, but the same thing is true spiritually for those of us who are Christians. And that we are to pursue the enemy. And by the way, if you tie in Ephesians 6 and the New Testament, the New Covenant, and the epistles, and of course the Gospels, you find out that ultimately, just as in David's time, uh, they weren't wrestling against flesh and blood either. But it was the demons inside people like Haman, uh, who was an Amalekite who hated the Jews, and Satan used, it, used Amalek to constantly torment the Jews. And the same thing is true today, that ultimately, because of Ephesians 6, that we wrestle not against blood and flesh, but against human bodies, but against principalities and powers, spiritual weakness in high places, dominions, world rulers, and all the spiritual hierarchy under Satan. That's our ultimate enemy, people. Now understand that you know we, we're on the winning side because uh, God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son and the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit, listen, all three persons of the Trinity, uh, they just need the little finger, and they can totally wipe out the devil. Jesus said, if I, by the finger of God, do what I do, then the kingdom of God is here. So you know deliverance, casting out demons, healing the sick. You know that the kingdom of God has now come down from the third heaven is operating right in front of your eyeballs. And that's how important, and that's why the, the, the demons fear real deliverance, not phony baloney, out in Jesus' name, and, they, and they, supposedly they're gone, and nothing's left. The easy, easy believism deliverance. It's phony baloney. Jesus sent them out two by two, and he cast them out of people. And then he had the disciples cast them out of people. The master disciples showed them how to do it, and then they did it. And that's when he saw Satan, Luke 10, fall from lightning like heaven. When these evil spirits were leaving individuals, and they were having tremendous success in fighting the enemy. But again, you've got to be hungry for freedom. You've got to have a heart and mind attitude in battle that says... Jesus Christ has given me authority over all the power of the enemy to tread on serpents and scorpions, Luke ten nineteen, and nothing shall by any means injure me. You've got to be hungry for battle. You've got to get off the defensive and get on the offensive. And that's when God will really, really use you. And, and you know, again, it's so important, as we encouraged Lisa tonight, and again, congratulations, Lisa. Happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy spiritual birthday. You're going to notice a difference. And you're going to see a difference in your, in your life from this, from this moment forward. As you got in Jesus' wheelbarrow tonight. Congratulations. And I hope others of you uh, did as well. But you've got to be hungry, and you've got to go after the enemy. And most important, you go after the enemy in yourself. I see a lot of people who are, you know, who are, who are who get in deliverance and they end up, 
you know, doing demon safaris on everybody else. Oh, yeah, there's a Jezebel spirit. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's an Ahab. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, he is full of, of Leviathan pride. As Pastor John spoke on last Tuesday. Yeah, I could see those things. Oh, yeah. But you know what? They never look in the mirror. They never say, Holy Spirit, look at my life. Look at me. I want freedom. I want help. And that's why I praise God for, for Lisa tonight, who's now sister in Christ, Lisa, because she loved her daughter, and she and God used that to get her attention. And I believe her daughter Taylor is going to get saved and healed and delivered, delivered and healed as well. But don't be on the other side where all you're doing is looking at other people in your family or other or and not getting freedom yourself. You need to get freedom yourself. So pursue the enemy in yourself. And as you do that, you're going to discover very quickly that there's a lot there. And by the way, they don't come in onesies, twosies. If you're dealing with hatred in your life, there could be 10, 20, there could be 100, there could be 200, there could be 78. You never know. But you go after them until you clean up the nest. And that's your hard attitude, and that's my hard attitude. To pursue them, to pursue them, to pursue them until you overtake them. And you crush them. And look at David says in verse, the end of verse 30, I did not turn back until they were consumed. I'm telling you, sometimes I've had to pray an hour with someone. I remember praying an hour at, uh, at a meeting with a young man who had, uh, had been into uh, Ken Hagen, Copeland, and uh, we call them the, uh, the Copenhagens, and uh, the word faith movement. And this was a strong demon, five of us guys around the ground. But it took me an hour to get that great white on the line. But I'll tell you, once he got uh, once he got the hook in his mouth, man, he was talk talk about pulling the uh, pulling the, the the boat. He was it was strong as I. But it took an hour. Most people aren't going to pray an hour to, for something to happen. But that's what you have to do. As Paul says, the love of Christ constrains me, and you got to pursue them until you overtake them and until they are. Destroyed. So Second Samuel twenty two. Let's turn to Proverbs thirty four. Excuse me, twenty four, verse thirty. Proverbs twenty four. By the way, I recommend people to do a proverb a day. I had someone at a workshop a couple of years ago tell me that Pastor John, I'm so glad you told me to do a proverb a day. That is a chapter in Proverbs every day because it has revolutionized my life. But even there are days that I, I, you know failed to do it but my wife has done it every day and she you know she outshines me but I'm so thankful because it has blessed her so much and when she's blessed I'm blessed so thank you for telling me to do that cuz I I shared it with her when I got home and what a blessing it's been and let me encourage you to do a proverb a day I'll tell you there is so much truth in the Hebrew, it's Chokmah, Chokmah literature, wisdom literature. Proverbs is one of the wisdom books. There is so much wisdom in the book of Proverbs. It is jam-packed with wisdom. And there are tremendous verses in there, by the way, you can memorize, you can uh, use against the enemy, you can use to build into other people. And, of course, you know, I'll give you for instance, you know, Proverbs 
three, five, and six. You know, to trust in Yahweh, trust in the Lord, capital L O R D. Trust in Yahweh with all your heart. And you know, you need to circle that word all. All your not half your heart, not a quarter of your heart, not two thirds of your heart, not three quarters of your heart, not ninety percent of your heart, but it says all your heart. And people it's gonna take you a lifetime to learn how to do that. Because it's taking me a lifetime. But if I can get it, I know you can get it. Trust in, in Yahweh with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight, or he will uh, straighten your paths, or, or direct your paths. The Hebrew can be translated either way there. He will make your path straight. And if you've ever been in a crooked path going up a, a mountain, or coming down a hill, or or uh, traveling somewhere in the woods on hiking, man, a straight path is a lot easier and a lot better than a crooked path, isn't it, for those of you who love to hike? But uh, there's so many great verses in Proverbs. You know, number one on God's hate list, Proverbs 6, 16, 17, haughty eyes, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. So... Tremendous verses in Proverbs, but we're going to we're going to just take a look real quickly because we got to get into the mass deliverance. Proverbs twenty three. Look at verse thirty. I pass by the field of the sluggard, and by the vineyard of the man lacking uh, common sense, lacking sense. And behold, it was completely overgrown with thistles. Its surface was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. And when I saw, I reflected on it, and I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and then your poverty will come as a robber and your want like an armed man. And if you look at that verse, I'll tell you, slothfulness and laziness are one of the root demonic kingdoms of of poverty. And I don't care how much money the government throws. You know, it's interesting. I think I think since LBJ and the war on poverty and the great society, you know, that he envisioned, I think the I think the government, I forget how many over a trillion dollars was spent on the war on poverty between him and now, and do you know that? People are just as bad off as they were then because it's not a matter of spending money. It's a, it's a matter of people getting people saved and being able to break these curses of poverty and letting the Word of God get into them and turn them into hard workers because otherwise it's a total waste. It's just you know throwing money in the, in the, in the fireplace while the fire is going. You're just throwing away, you're just burning money is all you're doing. Slothfulness and laziness is what's being addressed here. Not being a hard worker, not one who finishes tasks, but instead just kind of folds their hands and pretty soon they're off into into sleep land, snoring. And the sad thing about it is people who get in into deliverance eventually tire of the work, they tire 
of the effort. They tire because it's like, well, why should I do this? It's almost like never ends, and I don't have time for this. I've got things to do, places to see, people to visit. And the enemy just runs them in a thousand different directions. And see, what's that spirit easily distracted? begins to work in them and pretty soon they're off and you don't even see them anymore. It's amazing how many people who you see at one workshop and the next workshop they're they're, they're gone. They didn't even last through one workshop. 90 days they couldn't even last. And part of the reason again is because of slothfulness and laziness. They, they, They just don't like to work. They like to receive their government checks they like to wake up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm telling you, God will not bless that. Read the book of Proverbs. God does not like it. He will not bless it. And he does not bless slothfulness when it comes to battling with the enemy. It's like a soldier sitting back in the barracks sleeping. How long do you think the sergeant's going to put up with that? Yeah, it's going to happen once, and pretty soon they'll be digging a hole, you know, 20 feet deep, and then they're going to fill the hole, and they're going to dig it up again, and they're going to fill it again. And after a while, they're going to get the impression that uh, that's not what battle, real battling is all about. That you have to be a disciplined soldier of the Lord. And that is, Paul says in Second Timothy, we have to endure hardship as a good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Turn to Proverbs 18 and verse 9. Go back to uh, chapter 18. Again, I'm just trying to isolate some uh, areas that we need to work on because God wants us to be a worker. He wants us to labor in the kingdom, not only to see people saved, but also delivered and healed, healed and delivered. Proverbs 18, look at verse 9 with me if you have a Bible. He also, this is the word of God, he also who is slack in his work is brother to him who destroys. So we know spirits of destruction will come in through slothfulness because slothfulness and destruction work together, don't they? See how the Bible is is a key that unlocks for your freedom and my freedom and gives you us insight, you and me insight into how the enemy operates and how to get free? The slothful person wastes time wastes money, wastes their lives. And yet what's interesting is inside, they're lusting after what others have, they're coveting after what others have, but they don't want to work for it. You know, they're waiting for the ship to come in for their Powerball lottery, as they're literally waiting. By the way, if you have a problem with gambling, my heart goes out to you. I know it's it's an addiction. Addiction spirits are operating, idolatry and some other spirits. You need to repent of it. You need to get deliverance because, uh, again, uh, God does not reward easy money. He does not reward. In fact, I think anybody who wins the lotto has cursed money. And uh, it's you look at the people who've had, who've won, especially these Powerballs. And, and it just it just curses your life because you're you know you're taking money from people who are again all caught up into this 
into the greed and and you know you don't have to have money to love money. A lot of people who don't have any money and they love money. They're lusting after it. Yeah, people who have money love it too. But God wants us to be what is Paul says in Timothy that Second Timothy that godliness with contentment is great gain. So we should be pursuing godliness in our life, God-likeness, Christ-likeness in our lives, and learning to be content with such things as we have. That's really great gain. Not what uh, Mr. Buffett and Mr. Gates thinks it is. But God wants us not to be slothful and lazy. He doesn't want us to be destroyed. So he warns us here in Proverbs 18.9, if you're slack in your work... You can rest assured that laziness and slack and whatever other spirits are there will eventually invite in spirits of destruction, self-destruction, and uh, spirits of destruction that will that will uh, ruin and destroy your life. We'll uh, we'll see if we can pick this up next time together. And uh, again, we're just trying to check God's word out and find out why does deliverance take so long? Why in the world does it seem as if deliverance is just goes on and on and on and on ad infinitum? Well, let me just tell you that you'll stop needing deliverance the day that you stop sinning. Or as I put it, the only people who don't need deliverance anymore are in the cemetery because they're not sinning anymore. In fact, they're not even breathing anymore. So praise God for the freedom that we can get. Praise God for the freedom that is in Christ Jesus. And I just uh, praise the Lord for you because obviously you're listening and you could be doing something else, but you made the right choice not to listen to me. You know, just forget about me but to listen to God's Word, to listen to Omega Man Radio, and to get some help tonight. So we're going to go into a mass deliverance for the next uh, half an hour or so, and let's see if we can do some renunciations together. Uh, you say, well, Pastor John, I, do I continue to have to do renunciations? Yes. Let me tell you, you should probably get a copy of... Uh, the Warfare Prayers, and by the way, you can get it through Agape Bible Book Room. We carry all of Pastor Worley's books, booklets, CDs, number of his CDs, DVDs, and even videos still. And uh, for those of you still stuck like me in the in the video age, haven't uh, gone from uh, from uh, analog to digital yet. But uh, seriously, we can uh, you know we can provide you with that. But the four basic booklets, I've had a number of people. Uh, over these uh, over these months, uh, wonder what they are, and they're basically warfare prayers, sins of the fathers, and uh, binding and loosening, curse of soul ties, and then fragmented soul. The binding and loosening, curse of soul ties is is one booklet. So those are the four basic booklets. I believe it's four, five, twenty six, and twenty eight are the numbers, and you can get it through Agape Bible Bookroom. We usually ship within twenty four hours. And uh, would love to put it in, put them in your hands. But in the warfare prayers, there are re what are known as renunciation prayers. And I lost count. I've probably been through renunciation prayers. I don't know several hundred times. But you know what? Every time you pray it, it strengthens your resolve. It strengthens your heart, 
and it weakens the enemy within you. So you want to do everything you can to weaken the enemy. And I tell, you know, I tell Christians, I tell the sheep here at Agape, and, uh, you know, wherever I go to teach, that it's okay to hate. You can hate sin, especially your sin, your own sin. You can hate uh, curses and demons. You can hate Satan. You can hate the world system, not the people, but the system that uh, is run by Satan, the god of this world, the prince of the power of the air, as Paul identifies him. And uh, it's okay to do that. But what we want to do with renunciation prayers tonight is we want to renounce. So, Lisa, I hope you're still listening. Now is the time to uh, just agree with me in faith. And we like to make it kind of bite-sized pieces, but I think I'm just going to read slowly tonight so you can just agree with me. And uh, we can uh, do some of the renunciations here and uh, probably do it in quicker time so we can begin attacking some of these spirits. You say, Pastor John, I'm new to this. I don't even know who you are, and I don't know who, who Shannon Davis is, and, and for, all I, for all I know, you could be um, you know, a couple of uh, cult leaders. Uh, and by the way, I've had a lot... <laughs> If I had a, if I had fifty cents for every every time a demon has called me a cult <laughs> cult leader, I'd be a rich man, brother Shannon. And uh, I mean, literally, call me a cult leader as I'm trying to, you know, trying to get the person free and and casting these. You know, these John, uh, out. my hair is still relatively short. I haven't decided to grow my hair out and my beard yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it's, and the other thing, Brother Shannon, is it's news to me. I didn't know I was one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also, folks, like, I don't have 17 voices or Mercedes Benz. I'm just a yeah. <laughs> That's what I. <laughs> but uh, in any event, uh, if you are listening tonight and you you've just tuned in and then this is the first time you've you've heard this kind of stuff, uh, don't don't be alarmed. Uh, we can back up what we're, what we're saying with Scripture, and uh, I just want to want to tell you all we are is one a couple of beggars telling other beggars where to find bread. In this case, the children's bread, and of course healing, because wherever Jesus healed, he delivered. Wherever he delivered, he healed. So we always love to include healing in there as well. But the renunciation prayers are basically Proverbs 28.13. You can write that down, look it up later. But it says, anyone who conceals his sin will not prosper. So look under the uh, hard drive. You know, Google uh, Google this verse. Uh, Google concealing sin, shall we say, because if you're not prospering, there's a possibility that it could be tied into the lack of confessing sin and meaning it from your heart instead of hiding it. And I'm talking to Christians. I'm talking to those who are like Lisa now, truly born again, born from above, in the Greek. And, you know, you've been reborn. You're born a second time spiritually. You know the Lord. And, uh, you know, you know God the Father. So I praise the Lord for that. I thank God that you are, but our tendency, because we still have wicked hearts, 
Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart of man is deceitful above all things and incurably wicked. Who can understand it? Desperately wicked. Who can comprehend it? That's my heart and your heart, that we tend to try to hide sin. And God says that he who conceals, she who conceals her sin will not prosper. So you have to confess it. You have to forsake it. And that's what the rest of the verse is. But he who, can, who, who confesses and renounces is, the, is the, the King James translation. I like the King James on that one. Who confesses and renounces will find mercy. Confesses and forsakes will find mercy. So we, we need God's mercy. Don't ever tell God you're not fair. You want nothing to do with God's fairness, because if he was fair, we would all be heading toward the lake of fire as I speak. You want everything to do with crying out for mercy, mercy, mercy. And aren't you glad, as Lamentations 3 says, that his mercy is anew every morning for us who are saved. Praise the Lord. But uh, that's why we renounce, because Proverbs 28.13 says we need to do that. And if you get a copy of the warfare prayers, you know, you can pray the renunciation prayers every day. It's just going to weaken those spirits that are in you. And believe me, if nothing happens tonight, uh, trust me, they're there. It's just that you, they're hiding, they're well entrenched, and as I share with people, it's kind of like a weed. You know, you you go uh, for a, a two-day weed, two-day-old weed or a day-old weed, and you can just walk out there in the garden and just pluck it, and it's easy. Uh, try a two-week-old dandelion, and then try a two-year-old dandelion, and then if it lived that long, 20-year-old, you need a backhoe to get the foolish thing out. And that's the way demonic roots are. They burrow deep in our souls. And I still have not had anyone ever define and explain to me how vast is the human soul. We don't know how, how big it is. It could be huge. You know, it's, it's almost like it's in another dimension. How vast is the human soul? We don't know. So these, these roots uh, could be miles down into us. And that's why uh, some of the generational stuff, man, it's going to take a while to, to dig up the roots in these things. But you know what? You just go after them. If you have a big job you got to do, you just start it. You start somewhere. And that's what we're going to do tonight, especially those of you who are listening who are new. Welcome. And it's nice to uh, nice to have you. Now, again, as we usually start with, uh, I like to start with forgiveness, unforgiveness, because unforgiveness is a huge open door for the enemy in our lives. So what I'm going to do is uh, you agree with me in faith believing. And if you're there or if you're with your spouse and they're listening, uh, if you're alone, rather, uh, in another room, close the door. I would encourage you to get some paper towels because sometimes even during the renunciation prayer, the Lord just wants to free someone. He wants to just go in and reach down and pull these things out of us. And a lot of the times they come out with uh, consecutive yawns, uh, burps of air, uh, you know, belching of air, or uh, mucus and, and, and uh, vomit. So if you feel nauseous, uh, head to the toilet. <laughs> If you feel nauseous, get your wastebasket because you you don't want to you don't want to get your floor all all uh, uh, you know all mucus uh, and vomit. So you know uh, you, you probably should get some paper towels. 
And, uh, you know, usually in the beginning, a lot of the time, it's just consecutive yawns, consecutive yawns, consecutive yawns. And uh, as I tell people, uh, explain it uh, biblically, that the word uh, for spirit, in this case, of course, uh, evil spirit, a demon, uh, the, the, the same word for spirit, or, or even conversely, Holy Spirit, uh, it's pneuma, pneumatos in the genitive case, pneuma in the uh, nominative case, and uh, pneuma is translated wind, air, or spirit, depending on the context of how it's used. So, either Holy Spirit or rushing mighty wind, same same word, pneuma, pneumatos. Evil spirit is also pneuma. So the uh, breath is pneuma. And uh, same word, and we just find that kind of like a, someone riding a surfboard uh, along the uh, surf uh, wave, uh, you know, surf wave, that same thing, the demons ride the surfboard of our breath, and they come out. So they come out with yawns, uh, sometimes with shrieks. That's basically just air coming through your larynx, and the demons scream it because <laughs> he's under so much pressure. And uh, I love it when they're under pressure because they put me under pressure. So now it's their turn. And uh, but but you got to forgive people. And one of the reasons nothing may happen tonight is not only because of slothfulness, as I outlined earlier, not because you know just because you're not pursuing them enough. You got to really go after them. You can't dabble, and you got to mean business. Uh, or maybe hungry for freedom. You're just not hungry enough. And you got to ask God, the Holy Spirit, just give me a hunger and a thirsting for righteousness and truth, especially deliverance truth, as I'm new to it. And to just, uh, you know, order Agape Bible Bookroom, the books, materials, and, and sink your teeth into them. But the other reason may be because of uh, unforgiveness. And you got to forgive, because Matthew 18, 34, 35, Jesus says, And he turned them over to the tormentors until they paid up everything. And so shall my heavenly Father do to you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So it's so important that uh, you avoid God the Father having to discipline you and God the Son having to discipline you by turning you over to tormenting spirits. And I'll tell you, these demons will eat your lunch. And God will allow it to teach you the lesson, to connect pain with sin and to confess it, renounce it, put it under the blood, you're immediately forgiven. Now go after the demons that came in when you weren't forgiven and when you enjoyed the sin. So let's, uh, you got to forgive people. You've been forgiven for so much. God says, I expect you to forgive others for so little compared with so much that he's forgiven us. So again, just agree with me in faith and let's, let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, sometimes I have not loved but have resented certain people who have hurt and disappointed me. I have held unforgiveness in my heart against them. And I call upon you, Lord, to please help me forgive them. I do now forgive the following people whether living or dead, who have hurt and disappointed me.
and I just again ask God the Holy Spirit to bring to our minds and hearts the faces and the first names of the people who we still have not forgiven and have not let go of our bitterness and unforgiveness retaliation and revenge and spite against them Let's continue. And I ask you to bless them, Lord. In fact, triple bless them if they're still living. If they're unsaved, please reach down and save them. And if they're saved, lead them like me into the rest of the story, the full gospel of Jesus Christ. I do now also forgive and accept myself for all of my sins, faults, and failures. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. And again, I can't impress on your mind and heart how important it is to forgive. And the Holy Spirit may, in the coming days, bring more people to your mind and heart that you need to, some of them you need to call up. And you need to share your heart and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I was wrong, those nine important words. And let them know of your offense to them. And who knows how the Holy Spirit's going to use that in their lives, and they may do the same thing to you. But even if they don't, you forgive them anyway. And of course, the greatest example is, of course, Jesus, and also Stephen, the first martyr of the church. Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And Stephen said the same thing. Do not lay this sin against their charge. Those are tremendous examples of forgiveness. All right, let's uh, break some psychic heredity and bondages in us and our family lines. Just, just agree with me in faith. In the mighty name of Yeshua, I now renounce, break, free, and loose myself and my family lines from all psychic heredities, demonic holds, psychic powers, and bondages of physical and mental illnesses in Yeshua's almighty name. I break any and all family or marital curses upon us back to Adam and Eve on all sides of our family lines that may be occurring as the result from sins, transgressions, iniquities, occult and psychic involvements of myself, my parents, 
and any other ancestors of mine or my spouse, any and all ex-spouses or their parents or any of their ancestors in Yeshua's almighty name, amen, amen, and amen. Now, you didn't feel a thing that is uh, yourself, probably, but I'm telling you, the enemy uh, is feeling the pressure. Because these renunciation prayers are very powerful, and they nail down in very specific detail the areas of legal grounds. And again, the enemy knows legal grounds. They have to have a legal ground in order to come into us and stay in us. And when we're kind of pulling the spiritual rug out from under them, they hate it. Let's confess uh, contact with the occult. Father in heaven, just agree with me in faith. Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, I confess to you that in the past, through ignorance, curiosity, or willfulness, I have come into contact with certain occult things. I recognize this as sin, and I confess it to you as sin. And I claim forgiveness in Jesus' almighty name. I specifically confess as sin and renounce all contacts which I have had or my ancestors have had with the following are called things. And again, I'll give you a few moments to do that. Holy Spirit, bring to their minds anything occultic that they have gotten involved with or that they know that their family lines have dabbled in or heavily gotten into. And people just, again, as a, as a, a general reminder, martial arts, all martial arts, are they get you into the occult. Ouija boards, seances, horoscope readings. rock and roll music, all the world's music, rap, hip-hop, all tied into the occult. Occult rhythms, demonic rhythms, horror movies, witchcraft, Harry Potter. And similar. White magic, black magic, voodoo, talismans, table tipping, spiritualism, divination, astrology, fortune telling. Reiki, yoga, Hinduism, Kabbalah, Jewish Kabbalah, Islam, any false religious systems and teachings, Halloween,
right, let's continue. And now specifically confess this as sin, and I renounce and confess as sin any false oaths which I or my ancestors have made to any false gods and any idolatries in which I or my ancestors have been involved in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Let's close doors to Satan. Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Just agree with me in faith. And I'm closing any doors which I or my ancestors may have opened to you and your wicked spirits. I renounce Satan and all his demons. I declare them to be my enemies. And I want them out of my life completely. In the mighty name of Yeshua, I now claim deliverance from any and all evil spirits which may be in me. Once and for all, I close the door in my life to all occult practices and command all connected and related evil spirits to leave me now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, let's break some curses, and then we'll go into commanding. Disagree with me? In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break any and all curses placed against me by witchcraft or the occult. I break any curses of rejection from the womb or illegitimacy which may be in my family back to Adam and Eve on all sides of my family lines. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I now renounce, break, and loose myself from all demonic subjection, from any ungodly soul ties to my mother, father, grandparents, or any other persons living or dead who have ever dominated or controlled me in any way contrary to the will of God and word of God. I also repent and ask you to please forgive me, Lord, when I have ever dominated or controlled someone else contrary to your will and your word. And I thank you, Lord, for setting me free. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, one more brief one. And I just noticed cutting evil soul ties. We can have good soul ties with people and bad soul ties with people. Healthy soul ties, unhealthy soul ties. So let's break some soul ties. Father in heaven, I break and renounce, cut and loose myself from all evil soul ties which I may have with any lodges, religious systems, adulterers, drunkards and drug addicts, close friends and family, cults and related, in Jesus' almighty name, amen. All right, I'm going to call down some help, and then we're going to come against some of the uh, demons that we kind of outlined tonight. And you will against them. Set your will against them. Sometimes it helps to close your eyes, keep your mouth open, and just make them go. Call out to the Lord Jesus in your mind. Don't pray in tongues. Just let me command. And you will them out. The most important thing you can do is will against them. 
and make them manifest in you. Sometimes they'll shake your head. Sometimes they'll come out with a cuss word. Sometimes they'll do a bunch of different things. But the main thing is, is let them manifest and let them believe. The manifesting weakens them. And they're under strict orders from Lucifer. Do not let anybody know you're there. So let's see if we can um, call down some help. Just agree with me in faith. Satan, in Jesus' mighty name, we put you and all of your legions on notice that we're attacking you from our position in Christ at the right hand of God the Father in the third heaven. This position is high above all, above you, your principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, rulers of darkness, kings, princes, and every other angelic rank under your command. In Jesus' my almighty name, Father, we ask you for sufficient legions of the holy angels to bind all satanic forces in the air overhead and uh, wherever the listeners are now and in the future that they will so that so that they these demons will not be able to interfere in any way with God's people being set free we further command in Yeshua's name that all free demonic spirits in the buildings they're they're in in the homes in the in the in the uh, wherever they are in their cars vehicles that these demons be securely bound and taken where Jesus sends them so they cannot interfere with God's people being set free. We take authority from the third heaven where we are seated in Christ at the right hand of God the Father and remind every demon that you must obey when you're called by name or your function or family name. And we also bind and block all demonic transference. We ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you're to come out of God's people and go to wherever Jesus sends you. In his almighty name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, all the spirits of laziness and slothfulness. Come on out of Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of slothfulness, laziness, making excuses. All these spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the child of self-will, we bind the whole nest of arrested development. Come on out of Jesus Christ's name. Every demon, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, move all the way out. Get out of God's people. Out of God's people. You are being forced out. Father, send again, send more angels to put pressure on these demons. Come on, demons, out right now. All spirits, every wicked, foul, ugly spirit, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We tie you up with chains and fetters of iron in the spirit realm. And uh, angels, have your way with them. Humiliate them. Defeat them. Help us out. Come on, in Jesus' mighty name, you loose God's people. All the laziest spirits, all laziness, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Laziness, slothfulness, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the making excuses, demons, we bind you. Come on, laziness, lethargy, sleepiness, drowsiness, passivity, come on out. All the Ahab, we, we, we cut off Ahab from Jezebel in the women. And and, uh, and Jezebel and Ahab, come on out. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the, those Ahab spirits and the men sitting in the chair, watching the game, falling asleep, too, too tired. All these spirits, apathy, heaviness, slowness, tardiness. Get out of God's people right now. Come on. Out in Jesus Christ's name. Idleness, slothfulness, listlessness, comatose. Lethargy, sleepiness, always sleepy, always tired. Come on, all the weakness spirits, come on, weak, weakness, get out of the will, get out of the mind, get out of the emotions. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Weakness, weakness, wearing down the saints, all these demons, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Narcolepsy, all the spirits, come on, move. Just put them to sleep. Passivity. 
I don't care. I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All these spirits. No compassion. All these spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Slothfulness, listlessness, lethargy, idle, idleness, drowsiness, heaviness. All the apathetic spirits, get out in Jesus Christ's name. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the laziness, slothfulness, spirit of the sloth, come on out of God's people. Spirit of the sloth, out of God's people. Right now in Jesus' mighty name. Slothfulness. Come on, move. Right now. You get out of God's people right now. Father, send more angels, more angels. Come on. Out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of fatigue and weariness. Come on out. Fatigue and weariness. Fatigue and weariness. Tired. Exhaustion. Scripture says those who wait on Yahweh, wait on the Lord, will renew their strength. Now come on out of God's people right now. All the excuses. All the excuses. Rationalization. Come out of God's people right now. Rationalizing. All the spirits of, I'll do it tomorrow. Manana. I'll do it tomorrow. I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. Get out of God's people right now in Jesus' mighty name. We are God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Come on. All the way. Pututakala parakata chukatiki. Pututukula parakata chukatiki. Yatakata puka kala yakitichi. Tatayake. Pututukula parakata chukatiki. Pututukutapaka techute. Takala yakitichuteki. Tututaka tapaka techuteki. Get out of God's people right now. All the depression spirits. Get out of God's people. Depression. Depression is a demon. Now come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the depression spirits. All the demons that make make people stay, uh, make us stay in bed. Don't want to wake up in the morning. Don't want to say good morning, Lord. Instead of good Lord, it's morning. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. Get out of God's people right now in Jesus' mighty name. We ought to wake up and say good morning, Lord. Reporting in for duty. This is the day that Yahweh has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, move. All the spirits, depression, hopelessness, come on out, suicide, death, all spirits of death attacking, making us feel dead on the inside. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We cut off every curse, giving you legal grounds in Jesus' mighty name. Now, come on, move. We confess the sins of the fathers right now, their own sins that gave you legal grounds to come into us. We bind you. We shall not die, but we shall live and serve the Lord God. Now, come on out. Move. Serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, all the spirits. Come on, move. Every demon of guilt, shame, and condemnation. All spirits. All ugly spirits. Just giving us ugly moods. And we don't want to talk to anybody. And we don't want to deal with life. And we don't want to pray. We don't want to believe God. That God is a, that our God is a God of the impossible. Christ in us, the only hope of glory. Now come on, move. All the hopelessness. Dejection, rejection. 
confusion, all the confusion in the mind, all the spirits that came in through alcohol, all the stupor spirits that make us feel stupid. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Worthlessness, come on out. Worthlessness. We break every authority inflicted curse over us in Jesus Christ's name. Back to Adam and Eve. All the way out. Come on. We break every curse giving you legal grounds. Come on. Move, 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 move. Out of the mind, will, and emotions. Out of the soul. Come on, angels. Go in and just dig those roots up. And we just cover the area with the blood of Jesus so they can never be uh, put back in and regrown. Come on. Move. All the way out. All the spirits of confusion, double-mindedness. Come on out. Double-mindedness. Always making a decision, but then waffling and wavering and going back to the opposite. All that double-mindedness. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the double-mindedness. We bind you. Scripture says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded woman is unstable in all her ways. All the double-mindedness. All the double-mindedness. All we need is the Word of God, determined in our hearts to obey it and do it. No going back. We bind you. All the spirits of double-mindedness. Divided heart. Come on out. Get out of the heart muscle. Get out of the heart of the person. Come on. Divided heart. Come on out. Will them out, people. Will them out. Cough them out. Make them go. Yawn them out. You're doing good. Will them out. Just will against them. They will leave. Come on, demons. Manifest and get out of God's people. Manifest. I command you in Jesus Christ's name. We are the sheep of his pasture. The Lord Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of the sheep. Come on, move all the way out. Every wicked, foul, ungodly spirit, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. You loose God's people. You loose God's people. All the demons that have captured our wills, the will of the wills of God's people. Just pray for a new hungering for freedom. Father. In Jesus Christ's name. Come on, all the spirits. Come on. All these demons, we bind you. Come on, all the abuse. All the deep hurt. Bruised emotions. Come on out. Wounded spirit that never allows the person's spirit and soul to heal. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Wounded spirit that burrows into the soul so it can't be healed. Wounded spirit. Bruised emotions. Deep hurt. Come on out. Hurt and deep hurt. Come on. I want both of you out, hurt and deep hurt. All the spirits of unforgiveness and bitterness, revenge and vengeance. The Bible says, when God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Come on, all the way out, all that vengeance seeking, ill will, spite. Come on, get out of God's people. All that malice, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, out of it, out of the belly, out of the belly, out of the organs. All that bitterness and gall in the gallbladder, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name, all the way out. All spirits of revenge, unforgiveness, bitterness, retaliation. Get out of God's people right now. You loose God's people. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. All that anger against ex-spouses, come on out. All that seething anger, hidden rage, come on out. All the way out. 
all paranoia spirits, profanity, blasphemy, lying, gossip, slander, whining, complaining, self-pity. Come on out. All the self-pity. Get out of God's people right now. We confess it as sin. We also confess the sins of the fathers. Now come on out. All the self-pity, all the whining, complaining, complaining and whining of our ancestors that make us just like them. We break ungodly soul ties. We confess the sins. Ask God for you to strengthen godly soul ties with other Christians. Come on, all those whining and complaining spirits. Come on out. Self-pity. Judgmentalism. Critical. Mockery. Come on out. We break the curse of the fool right now over us and within us in Jesus Christ's name. We break the curse of the fool because every time we sin, it's a foolish choice. We break the curse of the fool right now in Jesus' mighty name over us. Come on, all foolishness, ridicule, perversity. Come on, move. Get out of God's people. Come on, all the lying spirits, all the spirits in the tongue that literally live in the tongue. We bind you in Jesus' mighty name. All the spirits that live in the tongue, all the demons that live in the tongue, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Get out of God's people right now. Come on, move. All the spirits that are living in the tongue, cursing, blasphemy, all the spirits that lash out from the tongue, move it right now. Cursing, come on out. Cursing. Profanity, swearing, all the demons in the tongue, we bind you. We just cover the tongue right now. Angels, go in and just cover it with the blood of Jesus. Drive these demons crazy. Come on, all the spirits in the mouth, in the tongue, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the way out. These are God's people. We're the sheep of his pasture. Now get out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. All spirits of profanity, argumentativeness. We cut every demon off from looking at, at uh, pride, at Leviathan, and gaining strength. We cut you off. We put the blood as a, as a wedge between you, so you cannot look up and gain strength from pride. All the spirits, every demon, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every foul, ugly spirit, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of mind control, insanity, nasty mouth, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Heavy oppression, nervous stomach, come on, move. All the spirits, misunderstanding, all the demons that always cause something to be heard that wasn't said, that misconstrue and misunderstanding, come on, get out of Jesus Christ's name. Come on. Easily offended. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Easily offended. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All spirits of learning difficulties. You get out of God's people. Out of God's people. Malnutrition. Come on out. All these spirits. Get out. Child of self-will. All the child of self-will that works and destroys the marriage. It's my way or the highway. I'm getting my will. We bind you. All the witchcraft control. Come on out. All the witchcraft spirits that manifest.
by trying to control people, control circumstances, control marriages, control lives, control jobs, all those controlling spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, witchcraft. Scripture says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So we break the curse of rebellion over the family lines back to Adam and Eve, and we confess all sins of rebellion. Whenever we've rebelled against any of God's authority structures, civil authority, church authority, home authority, we confess it as sin, and also confess the sins of the ancestors too. And ask for forgiveness. Put it under the blood of Jesus. Come on, all these spirits, every demon that's been called by name or by function, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, all the alcohol spirits, got a drink. All the idolatry, we confess all sins of idolatry. Living for the bottle, living for the alcohol, living for the taste of the hops, living for the taste of the alcohol. Living to get drunk, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We break the curse of of uh, of uh, seeing another person's nakedness and nudity because of uh, getting them drunk. We break the curse of that's come down the family lines. In the case we've ever done it, of getting someone else drunk to see their nakedness. Get out in Jesus Christ's name. Taking advantage of people all the way. We confess that as sin right now. Put it under the blood of Jesus. Now, come on, move. We got four minutes left now. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name, all the way out, out of God's people. Come on, Father, send more angels, more angels for each person that truly desires to be free. Strengthen their wills, Holy Spirit. Strengthen their minds. Strengthen their wills, Holy Spirit, to will these things out, to really want them out, to be set free. We bind spirits of self-deception. And spirits of denial that cause them to deny that they can have that many demons in them or that they have any demons in them. Holy Spirit, only you can show them. Show them through the Word. Show them through circumstances that they're home. Out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the way out. Three minutes. Come on, demons. Hurry up. All the spirits attacking the mind. Blackouts, hangovers, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits in the liver causing cirrhosis. Come on, all the alcohol spirits. Blurred mind, mind blanking. Out in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, move. Impairment of judgment, come on out. Inability to communicate, slow thinking, come on out. Defeatism, all the spirits. Emptiness. Suffering and madness. Come on out in Jesus Christ. All the emotional torment spirits. Emotional torment. Come on out. Suicide. Death. Failure. Fear of failure. Automatic failure mechanism. We break it in Jesus Christ's name. I gotta fail because my ancestors failed. Nope. Scripture calls it like it is. We are super conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We are super conquerors through him who loved us. Come on, two minutes, demons. Hurry up, move it. Two minutes. you got 120 seconds before we box you up, get you back, or even for the first time in some, some of the people, first time in their enclosures, caves and boxes. Come on, demons. You know that's a, not a fun place to be. The gig's up. The game's over. No more 
tormenting us. No more free will doing what you want. We know you're there, and you're going to come out. Now, loose God's people right now in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. All the seducing spirits, all the spirits of incest, fornication. We break the curse of incest over the family lines back to Adam and Eve in Jesus' mighty name. All spirits of incest, fornication, defiling spirits, uncleanness. Come on out. Evil concupiscence, sexual mind control, all the spirits. Move. Inflamed passions. Come on out. Conceived in drunkenness. Conceived in lust. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Degradation. Licentiousness. Come on, move. One minute, demons. Hurry up. Move it. Let's go. Let's go all the way out. Every one of you have been called out by name, by function. Come on, move. Right now, we are God's people. We're the sheep of his pasture. 30 seconds. Hurry up. Move it. Come on, demons. We're not giving up. None of the listeners are giving up. They're going to keep on pursuing you, pursuing you, pursuing you. So just make make it easy for yourself. Even if you have to go to the Dungeon of the Dragon, just make it easy for yourself and get out right now. Move it. 15 seconds, demons. 15 seconds. Hurry up. Move it. 15 seconds. Come on. Let's go. 10 seconds. You better, you better go. Hurry up. <laughs> You're not going to like getting back in those cages, caves, and boxes. Those angels love to read scriptures you hate to hear. They love to torment you. Two, one. All right, let's um, let's box these things up. Just agree with me in faith. Father, in Jesus Christ's name, we come to you and we ask you to have your angels in more than sufficient numbers go into us and put every demon back in their enclosures. Or, for the first time, for those who are new listeners... Put these demons in enclosures that are 895,000 times too small. Seal these enclosures with the blood of our King, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, Father. And we pray that the angels will assign themselves continually, perpetually, to stand outside these, these enclosures, to read scriptures these demons hate to hear, especially on the incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, glorification, and exaltation of Christ back to the right hand of the Father, and particularly their defeat at the cross and the all-powerful resurrection. We also pray that the angels will read scriptures on their future torment and hellfire. We also ask that the Shekinah light of the third heaven will shine through each enclosure. Let it burn their beady eyes. And let it burn their skin and, 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 and just drive them nuts. All they want to do is leave us. We also pray that... Uh, Angels of life, health, healing, restoration will go into us. Pour the balm of Gilead, the oil of the Spirit, and the blood of Jesus everywhere to promote full healing, full shalom in body, in soul, in heart, and around our human spirit where the Holy Spirit and the new nature reside. We also ask that you'll cover us, our families, properties, and possessions, our respective church families, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ to protect us from any and all satanic and demonic backlash, we pray that, Holy Spirit, you'll help us to walk our freedom as we've gotten free from these spirits, that we would make choices that will not strengthen the demons that are still in us and or open more doors for, to allow uh, other ones to come back or new ones to come in. But, Holy Spirit, help us to walk our freedom, to really desire to be freer and freer and freer so we can advance the kingdom of heaven against the kingdom of darkness in people's lives. 
And we ask these things in the almighty name of Jesus Christ, almighty. Amen. Amen. If you've just been listening to Pastor John Gogan from Agape Bible, and uh, this will be available on MP3 in about 10 minutes. Uh, John, go ahead and give out your contact information to tell people how they can reach you and tell them about your book. Brother Shannon, thank you so much. And again, it's a pleasure to be on the Internet, on the air, and uh, and other venues with you. And uh, thank you so much for allowing me to come on. And anyone out there, again, who has any questions and who's been uh, so good in, in staying with us past the 10 o'clock uh, non-blogging hour, and uh, appreciate it. We really thank God for you, and we just um, are just uh, thankful for you. Come back again. Again, there are more programs uh, uh, tomorrow night and, and later in the week. Lord willing, Lord enabling. If you want to get a hold of me, you're welcome to call at 716, in case you didn't uh, have a pen or pencil and write it down earlier, 655-5008. You can also get us at, six, at um, agapebible.org, and you can uh, email by way of that, or you can uh, feel free to uh, get a hold of me by contacting me at my personal email, PJ, that obviously is uh, stands for Pastor John, PJ Servant at AOL.com, PJ Servant at AOL.com, and we would love to uh, make your acquaintance if you have any questions and uh, just kind of uh, have the opportunity to meet you and again, uh, help you in any way that we, that we can with uh, pastoral counseling and, of course, ultimately get these uh, stinking, foul, uh, ugly spirits out. And uh, we have agapebiblebookroom.org, and we would be happy to uh, make available to you a book list, tape list, CD list, DVD. We carry every some of the best in deliverance, uh, Dirk Prince, Frank Hammond, all the pastor worldly stuff. And the neat thing is CDs, DVDs, and so forth, and uh, as well as a lot of other good stuff. Uh, War on the Saints, I'll tell you, it's one of the best books out there. Pastor Worley read that every year for about 12 years, and it was one of the few things that were even in print, other than some of the beginning of H.A. Maxwell White, who was a uh, actually a pioneer before Pastor Worley or anybody was, and Derek Prince and Hammond Basham. And uh, so we, you can get that and a lot of other things, and we'd be glad to send you a book list. Just uh, feel free to contact us. And again, it's a pleasure to be with you again or new people for the first time and look forward to helping you in any way we can. Praise the Lord. God bless you for coming on. John, we'll see you again next week. Amen. Love you, brother. We'll be in touch. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless you. That was Pastor John Gogan of the Gopi Bible Fellowship. I encourage you to go over to his website, agapibible.org, and order some great deliverance material. We'll see you again tonight, folks. Uh, God bless you for tuning in. And remember, these programs uh, are on iTunes as a download, or you can go over and download uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Omega Radio. Click on the RSS button, and that will give you a link to all 225 shows. God bless you.